Hey, did you see that poster behind you? Yeah, that's pretty oh, sick. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. That City Hunter Deep Blood. God damn dude, it. it's on fucking thick-ass um, watercolor paper. That's so sick, dude. It's That's that band. Remember that band, Eric? Yeah, I remember that band. Fuck, dude. Yeah. Like, I, I told Ashley, when <sighs> she's like... Come. We all gotta go together. Like, on inst, inst, oh, Instagram? The dresses like that. The same yeah. dresses like that. Really? Yes! I really want to see them. I think... I'm pretty sure it's knife and shit City Hunter is just that band Cadaver Dog. Ah, uh, that's what I think! And then he puts on the mask. Because I, I've been trying to put it together. Yeah. Like, I, I've been trying to... Um, to figure out who the fuck the guy is from City Hunter. Because I'm just like, it's got to be somebody I from I thought it was tech. you this whole time. I thought it was you. Fucking I wish. I wish I would have thought of that. Yeah. You know Elliot and I would have had that side project so fast. I've already thought of that, like, but I was just like... I thought it wouldn't work. I can't get fucking people to play with me for fucking anything. Yeah, that's true. People don't <laughs> like playing with me. I was like, you want to start a band? I'm like, not with you, fucker. But yeah, fucking Well, CD. you do open I with... To now, play with I, I don't know how to play bass, but yeah. I'm going to play bass I suck at bass, band. but... You want to start a band? No. Yeah, that's, see, exactly, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, when you open like that. I'm not good at nothing. You guys want to fucking do this? I'm terrible. Let's do this. Mouth is the only one's like, yeah. Yeah, because we're all terrible too, except they're not. But, but yeah, like that fucking poster, like me and Ashley will send each other things on like Instagram, just like, you know, yeah. share. It's like, I like this. And then so, you know, when my brother is like, I need Christmas present ideas for Elliot. And she's like, this, he sent me this. It's like $70 on Death Wish. Yeah, I was going to say like. And then like he presented it to me and I was like, you're fucking because he also got me other things and this was like late like it was going to be late because it wasn't manufactured yet so he bought me other things to open on christmas and then gave me this like at the end of the fucking month your Probably brother sounds terrible out, right? he's fucking he, he's a horrible person got you all that <laughs> yeah man he's a piece of shit really spent 70 bucks on a on a poster for he's you dumb. he always he always makes Fuck the joke he's like he's like yeah once i read that before people kill themselves they just go on a spinning spree and just use up all their money buying loved ones gifts and stuff like that. Is that why I keep buying fish and shit? I don't know. I keep buying fucking records, so it's yeah, probably, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. We we were talking about this too. Well, that's dark. Um, City hunter. <laughs> no, but it, like I swear, I thought it was like the guy from Cadaver Dog because he's fucking massive, and I knew it had to be some band of members that was already on Youth Attack, and I, the, I saw that, that dude, and I'm out. like. Nobody's got a wide ass body like me like that. Yeah, and he's got that. He's always got the button up and shit. Yeah, dude. So, he's, yeah. He's, he's just full torso. And they sound like, they sound the same. City Hunter's just like a little better. Uh, it's Youth Attack, so everything just sounds like really it's all like distorted. Great. Yeah, it's all distorted. And then like us uh, with City Hunter, it's got like some kind of weird like I don't know. He's got weird shit on his vocals. Anyway, this is all irrelevant. So yeah, it kind of is. So, yeah, for the people at home, like he wears like a, a weird like. Kind of like we already shouted the out. collector, like ski mask. It is like thing. straight up collector ripoff. Yeah. So he plays music in a ski mask, which is obviously which my, is awesome. my jam so hard. Jammy so jam. Hard. I was like, you could have got me because the, the other poster I wanted was um, Town That Dreaded Sundown. And I was like, you could have gotten me that dude in a mask. And that poster is like 10 bucks. <laughs> but <you laughs> well, honestly, like this is kind of like the best of both worlds. Yeah, I was like, you went like 70s. Does it glow in the dollars. dark or anything? No, nah. it should. Uh, I'm thinking, throw it away. I'm thinking about getting one of those, uh, uh, you know, in, uh, neon like glow in the dark ink tattoos, Elliot. Uh, just know that the uh, capsule Cancer. that holds the poisonous black light ink only breaks down under extreme cold. So if you get frostbite, you could poison yourself to death. Yeah. Well, what are you gonna do? Yeah, this is Texas, so go for it. Yeehoo! But uh, yeah, we're so in I, Texas. No. Um. <clears throat> sorry, Tejas. <laughs> okay okay i know where i'm at now did you did, is there, you didn't go to like uh high school here right no 
Yeah, because you're old. Uh, no, so so. Because um, I'm actually educated. Yeah. Because I'm actually educated. No shit. <laughs> public school you know, in California. I disagree. You know, in public school we have to take public like, school. Like public school in Texas, we had to take like uh, motherfucker. History? You got too many problems to be silver spoon in it right now. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. So <laughs> no, so so in Texas. They made us take U.S. history, and they also made us take Texas history. So every one of us knows exactly, like, the full history of Texas, as well as we know the U.S. history. Other states have that. No, they don't. I think they do. No, they fucking don't. Do you have a, did you have a California history? I don't know. That was a long time ago. Yeah, we know, because we had years of it. Yeah, it took two years of fucking Texas yeah, history. You know what? I believe my freshman year in high school, we did. I'm pretty sure lots of states have that. No. And I think Ashley said she did California history in high what? school. She's but like, it. yeah, I think in high school you have California history. But fucking Texas is its own country, so yeah, hell yeah, brother. So see, but ours was just like, hey, one day we're Mexico, the next day we're not. Uh, Same with us. That's kind of yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, yeah. like so we're Mexico. Oh, you want us back? Guess what? We're whatever we want to be, motherfucker. Yeah, we're we're the we're, United States is like, how you doing? Is like, prove it, bitch. <laughs> Show me that money, <laughs> and I'll let you join Texas. Acting kind of shady and calling me baby. Why the sudden change? I'm impressed. Great segue into uh, the intro for the show. We are the Cult of Horror. It's not the Cult of Horror. It's just Cult of Horror. It's a Cult of Horror. We're here for you. Back again in the new year. First episode of 2020. My name is Hunter. I'm Reverend Catfish. <laughs> I'm Elliot Glover. And we've just said our names. So... <laughs> Do yeah, I don't want to do this. I just want to go home. Okay, bye. That's fucking mean. Give like, him a <laughs> well, at least want you to fight feel, for me. I just want to feel wanted. Fucking Xanax that or whatever he is. <laughs> Captain Zan here. Actually, Captain Zan, that should be, you should be a rapper, one of those right wing rappers no. though. Like right wing rapper. Wait, 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 wait. Like Captain Zan instead of. Hey, hey, wait, wait. You're missing the obvious of oh, Lieutenant Zan. <laughs> Lieutenant Zan. <laughs> Coffee went up my nose. You ain't got no emotions, Lieutenant Zan. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> this is just like a therapy session. So are you just going to sit there and cry or are you going to talk? I don't know. I don't feel good at all. Either way, I don't care because we're just going to... You don't feel good? I don't feel good You're at all. You feeling sick? You heart sick. He's having chest pain. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like super not. He's like, no, he's, it turns out he's having heart attack, the heart attack, the same thing. So. Uh, so speaking of your male enhancement apparatuses. Apparati. So the thing that made me want to quit working at an adult store wasn't so much the weirdos. Because there were some, but most of the time there were college kids. Let me just back up five seconds. You worked in an adult store? Yeah, for a short time when I was going to school. Um, I had like a full-time job and school and I didn't sleep. So I decided that I wanted to get a part-time job and like the only part-time job that I could get, uh, that paid decent 
was like around my school, which is an adult like novelty store, like a, a porn porn shop. It was a porn shop. It was a porn store. <laughs> they sold porn, and uh, that lasted for like I'd say about three months. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Once you get once your employee discount kicked in, <laughs> you about have to store them out. I'm out. Awkward, like how we worked at Best Buy and we yeah. had vendors and shit. Yeah. Like they had vendors, and that was the awkward part to me. It's like this yeah, like dude have... would come in and be like, "Hey, I'm here to set up the promo." Blah blah. Yeah, we're for fucking, You know, anal destruction thirty seven. Uh, where do I set this up and like. It, Hey, we got these new uh, butt plugs and, you know, vibrators. If you want, I can give you some free samples, try them out, and, you know, tell your customers if they like them or not. Yeah, you know, shockingly, uh, they were all men with mustaches. Every single vendor. Way to generalize everything, honey. Yeah. Seriously. That would have been more (laughs) or more, like, expected if everybody looked like Ron Jeremy. But there's, you know really good looking hyper kids like Elliot coming in being like oh hey can handsome? I set this up bro God. do you really think I'm I, handsome no uh. people can't see you so I just said that uh, oh <laughs> well, back to what oh, my, my mother said I had a radio face <laughs> it's like normalizing everything kind of ruined like porn porn for me yeah it ruined porn well it's just a fucking business once you get older you just realize when you see a cock balls on the tv screen it's not like this like everybody freak out you're just like okay yeah, that's just capitalism dude yeah you just get, like yeah like 100 percent because you'd be sitting in there and like they had movies going on and monitors showing movies God. it was like oh tape's over time to put something else in yep the classifieds are over there if you're looking for someone to jerk you off yeah yeah there's, business. there's you know there with the... they took all the fun out of it <laughs> there's that a uh, movie i think it's called good dick <laughs> like a, a dude that works at like a, a um a porn shop and this girl comes in there and she's like obviously like messed up and she's just like buying like ton, or i guess like renting porn and like coming back returning like renting more like handfuls at a time and like she's like really she obviously has something wrong with her and then the movie just turns into this romantic comedy based around you know this porn Edward shop furlong in that it's not Edward furlong <laughs> it's it's uh <laughs> Every fucking uh, it's the kid now. from uh, Freddy vs. Jason. His dad Riddle. was in uh, Three's Company and Stay Tuned. His name's fucking Ritter. Yeah, John Ritter. John Ritter. So it's like his and kid, his son, like Jeremy Christopher, Jeremy Ritter. Yeah, it's the Ritter kid. Ritter. Jeremy Renner. Ritter. Renner. Renner from Josh Ritter. Ritter. Whatever the Ritter kid's <laughs> name is, he's in that one. But it's like it's like a yeah. So it's like a, once you once you get past the and then normalize the whole like. You know, setting is just like a romantic comedy. That's terrible. Rom com forever. Rom com over horror. Let's go into the Whoa! horror podcast. <laughs> my my role in this podcast and then also in life, I realized that I'm just like the like hardline reactionary guy that's just gonna like even if it's like even if I don't give a fuck about the opinion, like I'm gonna like settle into like a hard opinion just to like just just that I know that people don't like. So it's like at work, so you're just like, a contrarian. Yeah, everybody at work, like my boss, the dude that listens to this um, this program, uh, Caleb, who I, which also, by the way is the best. Yeah, who makes all the fucking art for us, and uh, he loves Pantera, and I'm just like fuck Pantera, like. And you're not wrong. I'm not. I'm not. I know I'm not wrong, but like it's he's very like you know 
dumb bag, you know, he's a goddamn saint. And I'm just like, <laughs> I don't, you're dead bag, Darnell. I don't like him. I don't, dead bag, Darnell. You know, you're, you're Nazi Felon Selmsmo. Like, Felon Selmsmo? Felon Slonslow? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, like and it's like, I don't give a fuck about Felon Terry, like, either way, but it's just like, if you know, if you come at me, <laughs> I'm just gonna, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't like it. Like, do not approach me. Like, I, like when I'd always, I've been saved by a lot of like, like uh, different like Christians, like at a CC's pizza where they knock on your door and I just let them save me because it makes them feel better. So I'll just let them save me. But, you know, if I don't have the time for it or someone's like asking me for it, so you know, I'll go from like, <laughs> I don't have the time. Yeah, but I, got yeah, time I don't really have, I gotta, I gotta run to Waterburger here yeah, in about 10 minutes. So, that's, uh, dude, that's fucking happened. So, but uh, <laughs> if I don't got time for it, then it's all like, it's like, you know, agnostic to like, I don't care. To like just like straight atheist is like nah straight atheism just like boom and, and so I was like what are you I'm a fucking atheist turn into dirt I don't got time to like debate dirt. it with you I'm just gonna like I'm gonna become a tree I'm just bro. gonna pick my corner and then like entrench in it and it's usually gonna be the unpopular one <laughs> so and he's like oh this movie's pretty good hated it Blumhouse hated it yeah is that, so is this you coming out to now that you've explained yourself and how you work are you gonna come come out and say that you don't hate blumhouse no i hate him because it's like <laughs> no i still hate them yeah because it's because it, fuck them but they go back to the religion thing like the atheist it's like not that uh like it's like you know i'm open to god it's like well i'm not open to god but if you want to like have some words about it i'm just gonna go real hard <laughs> to the left so like i you know if i'm like i don't like blumhouse everybody's like i love blumhouse i'm like well guess what i fucking hate it and it's the worst thing ever then punch your mom in the throat i hate it and i hate you yeah we got problems. What news we got going on with this shit? You got any news? You're the news I guy. don't have any news. Right, this I got some fucking news. Yeah, that, shit. Elliot, uh, Whip it out. Dump them out. Uh, <laughs> come on, Elliot. Shit on them. So uh, we all went to go see a, a movie that we'll we will you know name later, and uh, had an extended trailer for that new Antlers movie which is yeah. kind of like i didn't know if it was gonna go it looks pretty good with the new trailer i'm, I'm probably gonna dig antlers depending on what the fucking uh what what del toro decides to throw out what the fucking creature looks like like it already looks fucking crazy yeah but it did yeah but like you know it could go either way but if the yeah. wendigo looks pretty sick antlers could be a good one for me and uh extended trailer for gretel and hansel yeah looking pretty sick looks better and better like the more i see yeah. it Super witchy. I'm down for it. I'm, yeah. I'm excited to see that. Yeah. Also, according to the previews of the movie we saw this week, not a lot of horror coming out. Yeah. It's all superhero fucking movies. And um, I was like, well, Black Widow looks like it's entertaining. <laughs> I guess we're gonna we can we can probably stretch Black Widow into a <laughs> into a segment. Um, no, yeah, you're right though. Like honestly, I don't know when we saw the the previews. Uh, for Black Christmas, there seemed to be a lot of horror stuff. Yeah, but I think it's like borderline. Yeah, it, it's, yeah. It's like it's like borderline. It, yeah, it's like tiptoeing into horror. Yeah, I, I feel like the first half of this year is going to be like kind of dog shit for horror. Um, well, that's just mainstream. We don't know what's coming up the pipe. With that's true. We never know what's going to come to us with indie horror. Um, but I'm hoping it's good. Last year's indie horror was pretty good. But then again, that was all filmed like 2017, 2018, apparently. We found out on the year-end yeah, recap. Yeah, that's kind of what sucks is yeah. like these things just sit on the back burner and then they finally get to the right person and everyone else gets to see them. Yeah, and then they're like at a festival or something. It's like they debut and 
then they still sit and then like a distributor picks that shit up and so that's like three years <laughs> all right in other news uh pet cemetery 2 is getting a scream factory 4k blu-ray release february 27th with a shit ton of extras there's no way they shot that <laughs> There's no way. And so I don't know if that's deserved or not, but fucking God bless Clancy Brown. Hopefully there's some, (laughs) you know, commentary on that shit. Um, They release half the shit they're already releasing. Like, why not? Yeah, no shit. They're they're just like fucking slamming them out, you know? Uh, Speaking of Scream Factory, there's also another 4K scan Blu-ray of My Bloody Valentine, the original. Uh, uncut and theatrical versions. With I've been seeing a clips. Fuck ton of extras on that. Well, not just that. Just the cleaning up of the actual film. Yeah, yeah. it looks fucking nice. ridiculously I, good. I actually, for whatever fucking reason, <clears throat> on I think on Christmas Day, I watched My Bloody Valentine. It was actually pretty good. I didn't watch the remake, but I watched the regular one. Yeah, it's one. like it's they're not, both really good. There's yeah. a like I'm. I didn't like, expect that. An uncut, an uncut version is what uh, piqued my interest because there's a yeah. lot that was taken out of that movie and that really? movie's already kind of the original. Yeah, there's a yeah there's a an, uh, a scene I th- might have been like a bootleg VHS, but they had like the dryer scene, and there's you know the theatrical, then they spliced in the cut version. It was like more gore. So like an uncut version, cleaned up 4K Blu-ray. It's kind of exciting. It's coming out February 11th in time for Valentine's Day, obviously. Nice. Uh, other news. Uh, the It director, on I don't know, I can't, Andres Muschietti or whatever. Swiss-getti. An- Andres Paschetti is, uh, he's gonna, he's uh, taking helm for the uh, Howling reboot no. on uh, Netflix. God damn it. I don't know if that's gonna be a show or a movie or I guess his role as director or whatever, but... Or a shit show. <laughs> That's like 50-50, but expect some like fucking CGI werewolves like it's goddamn American Werewolf in Paris. Probably. I watched Howling for the first time, too, during Halloween, and uh, honestly, it's pretty cool. It's fucking, it's, it borrows a lot from American serial Werewolf in, in London. It borrows from serial killer shit a lot. But they kind of worked in tandem. I think uh, Rick Baker left that left the Howling to go work on... Uh, American World from London, yeah. which is obviously the superior film. It is, yeah, it is. But but I was surprised that World I liked from Paris. Yeah. But the serial killer aspect was pretty sick. That was pretty. Fun. The transformations were pretty sick, except for that cartoon one. Yeah. Uh, Don't breathe two. I did not care for the first one. You didn't really? Did not like it. I thought it was really well done. I thought it was boring. It was well done. It's the. It's I mean, probably, I thought it was gritty, but it's, it's not was, the best movie. But it. it I just don't like the idea of it. You're not the best movie. I just don't I, like like I don't like any of the characters. You know, like they're all shitty people like trying to break into that house. Then you got like the old like military dude who's like something new though. But yeah, it's, I mean, I it's hard to like anybody in that movie. They try to like you know glorify the the girls with empathies and stuff. But he doesn't like that it's pro blind people. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah, down death with blind people. But uh, you know, uh, Fetty Alvarez did that first one and. The this second one's gonna be directed by his co-writer and collaborator Roto Seguias. I don't know his name. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but that starts filming in April of this year. So if anybody was a fan of that movie, you know they kind of like led you on to a second one at the end of the first one. So Love that's happening. Also, kind of horror, kind of not horror, but basically horror, but also probably not gonna be <laughs> horror. Morbius: Living Vampire trailer no, dropped. No, no, if no. anybody saw that shit. Looks like fucking Jared Leto as not the shitty Joker. 
He he can't catch a break with any of his movies, man. I don't know. Morbius could be cool, depending uh, what what's the. Uh, it was I liked Morbius when as a kid, as the um, in the comic books, as like a weird kind of like anti-hero vigilante vampire that fought Spider-Man. No, I mean, yeah, and that, and that part's cool. Like I did too. It's just it doesn't look dark enough. They could have made it so much darker. It's a vampire movie, but. I like barely. It's already tied into the Spider-Man universe. He looks from the the one over-the-shoulder shot they had of him as a vampire. He looks spot on as Morbius. Yeah, but there's no. It's probably going to be as much a horror movie as fucking Venom was, which was not a horror movie. Morpheus, like from the Matrix. Yeah, like the Ma- <laughs> Morbius. Mor- Morbius. With Morbius. A but yes, also Morbius, yes. the vampire, the fucking pop singer from the early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. You talking about Moby? <laughs> Isn't he like? Everybody hates him now. He's like sexist and racist or something. I don't yeah, he's know. All of it. Is he all bald, of it? Bald white guy? You kidding me? Yeah. yeah. I thought he just was like inappropriate <laughs> towards some ladies. What did you think was gonna happen? Yeah. What did you think was gonna happen, man? Well, that's all I got for news this week. Cause <laughs> I'm excited for the new Saw flick. F- fucking why? <laughs> I I don't know. He's got. The I hope. really don't know. I don't know either. When's I just like out? watching them because they're shit. Cause there's shit. There's a lot of shit. Yeah. If that's what you like, dude, you're gonna be in business forever. Hey, man, say goodbye to your money now. To. That's all it takes for Eric a lot of the time. It's just uh, it's got to be a shitty film. I demand a shitty film, and if it's not shitty, I'm not gonna like it. I think my problem is like I, I like good movies, and so I'm a horror. <laughs> my problem is movies. I like good movies. <laughs> That's yeah. definitely. That's definitely. It's like on Super Bad yeah. where he's trying to like get like like what porn to get, and he's like he's like you know waiting for the Coen Brothers to like make porn. Yeah. It's like I'm waiting for like the Coen Brothers to make like a Jason movie. Shit, that reminds me. There is some movie that I think Eric mentioned like on the last episode, or maybe fuck even an episode before that. Nope. Uh, they're remaking. They're remaking some like cl- Pumpkinhead. Oh, Pumpkinhead series. That was me. That was him who said. Is that, that you? Yeah, it was on the yeah. news. Ah, y'all fucking don't know shit. As the Pumpkinhead series in yeah, we like went back and forth. Is it a series? Because I, I heard yeah, it was going to be a movie. Yeah, it's supposed to be coming back as a series. I think it's supposed to be a series. Uh, and then we're debating on whether, like, yeah. how do you make a better Pumpkinhead than the the fucking original Pumpkinhead? Uh, as, as at least as far as like creature wise, like it's a perfect. It's real easy. Monster. I mean, the newest Godzilla was better than all the other Godzillas. Uh, nope. He's, he's new. Oh my god! Okay, so you're gonna have like a CGI pumpkin head, and it's gonna be terrible. Terrible. It, Why? It, We've got the technology. We're put, yeah, we're but putting people on Mars—they're not, they're not gonna afford that technology. Just this gonna... is it. This is where Eric goes pro CGI. I think we should ha- start having like campaign ads for Eric, like Eric 2020, and he's just like CGI make. Makes <laughs> I don't want to watch like this dark and gritty movie and then have the meatball pizza monsters from the Ninja Turtle cartoon like popping up, you know, being fucking pumpkin head on shit and then jumping trees and running away and then some guy reacting to tennis why, balls. Gotta, why does he have to jump trees? Because uh, pumpkin head gets in trees. He doesn't jump them, though. He's not Superman. Uh, I'm pretty sure he fucking jumped up that fucking tree. He didn't jump over it, though. He scuttled up a tree and then jumped the fuck off of it. <laughs> he yeah, skedaddled up that tree. It. He's a demon of vengeance. You think he, he ain't got them ups? Back to shopping. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> you fucker. All right. Well, do we have any other news? It's the final episode of Cult of Horror. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> Eric just checked out. He's like, wait. Uh-huh. Join me and Hunter next week when it's just <laughs> us. <laughs> 
I feel like that would improve the ratings quite a bit. What oh, ratings? There, there, you, you assume there would be ratings at we that have, point? We have four fans. <laughs> I can get my phone and I'd name them all by name right now, and it would take, like, three you seconds. You know what's fucked up is I checked on my Facebook to see who's following us. I have one fucking friend. <laughs> That's actually following us. Dude, I noticed that. Like, our listeners used to be entirely in California with, like, just yeah. two or three people, like, here yeah. that listening to it. And it was probably our girlfriends or and our, our spouses and all that. Um, now, entirely, everybody that listens to us is uh, in Dallas-Fort Worth. I've alienated all my friends, so not... Apparently so. Yeah, you're like working on this ever. lot, too. Oh, shit. Damn! <laughs> Damn, I was Damn, just starting like, to feel good. He's like this. This Xanax is not yeah. not working out. Anti Elliot. Was it Prozac? Here, here is it. I'm serious. We we need to start making flyers for Eric 2020. It's like, it's like just him in like his work clothes and it, with a podium, and he's just like CGI is the future. It's like we have the technology. It's just like a quote. <laughs> yeah. The future I, is now. This, we, we, we should pay for like the promotions for it it's just like vote Eric 2020 god damn it it's just weird that I like movies with like extreme use of CGI or none at all it's like the most practical of practical effects and just gritty nasty looking movies I fucking love those I like them dirty mm. yeah. what else we got for news I mean it's it, uh, it's kind of fucking light on news right That's like, it, yeah. like it's, it's, yeah, it's still January. too early it's too early yeah well, I mean Shit. <laughs> <laughs> what can you do? All right. Well, cool. So, what's going, on, what's going on in your life? I recently saw the Joker. Uh, or Joker. Oh, you, you saw or Joaquin Phoenix. What did you think of it? That was really good. I don't want to see it because I don't want to be depressed. <laughs> the Joker is really You didn't good. see it? Yeah, every time I want to see it, I'm just like, nah, this is going to fucking bring me down. Bro, it dude, doesn't. Uh, no, it, it really does. It doesn't. It's like a or fucking it's deeply inspire depressing. me to be. I, I thought the Joker was like a fucking deeply depressing movie. Yeah. Like to its like it, it gets to your like bones, man. If you get mental illness, maybe it's not the best. So he's yeah, like it's very triggering. He's like someone who sucks at his profession and then snaps. No, he's someone that just like sucks it's, in life. Yeah, he lives in a shit world and he has mental illness and everybody just drops the ball. Like, like everybody just beats the sh- like beats him down to like yeah, literally that, nothing. That's yeah. what I wake up to every fucking day. That's my life. Right, like, I, I, like, I, but it's worse. It, it's it, it's, <laughs> it's not like, possible, it, dude. You're not fucking like no, it's bad. You're not fucking that poor and that fucking dude. Hopeless. It's like gut wrenching. It's nice. It's a good movie though. It's one of like the most commercially successful movies. That is just fucking bleak as shit. It's shocking that it got the ratings that it did because it just, yeah, it's a great movie. But like for me, it was just like, oh man, it ruined my whole fucking day when I watched that movie. It was fucking know, bleak. A, <clears throat> but it's a good movie. That's yeah, it's a good thing. movie. Like, yeah, I mean, you did a good job acting. Like, yeah. Okay, I wish it was more uh, violent. But I mean, like, it didn't really need to be. It, I wish it was. No, I know, most I know. violent movies don't need to be, but they're yeah. just. I wish no, they I mean, are. like, I mean, like, just I feel like it did its like violence in like different ways. <laughs> no, there, there is some like straight things. Like, way to do there was like some specific things that are like if that was like a Scorsese movie, yeah, that would have looked a lot better. Like that blood would have been like Scorsese blood, <laughs> or like yeah. Quentin, yeah. like Tarantino blood, where it's just like kaflui. Well, when the violence did hit, like I, I feel like all the Batman fucking movies. It's all just violence all the time and shit like that. I feel like with that movie, since there wasn't as much like in your face violence, the parts where it was really, really violent 
caught you off guard. Like, you know what I'm talking about. Why the fuck are we talking about this movie? It's, it's, this is my honestly, like, it's it's more of a thriller than some of the movies we've been talking about. <laughs> it's pretty, uh, it's pretty fucked. Come but, uh, so we're, we're starting the new format where Eric goes first now. What? Yeah, I remember last time? It worked oh, out Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. It actually worked out a lot better. Okay. Dude, I'm already set. Right. Prove it. Prove it. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking hey, Zola makes him all testy. Yeah. <laughs> What's happening right now? <laughs> Lieutenant Zoloft. We should, All right. Someone Lieutenant should start talking about their fucking movie. All right. All right, Ad- 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 friends. All right, friends. So when we were uh, no doing our last episode, uh, there was a lot of hype going on, a lot of buzz around the uh, documentary, docu-series, uh, Don't Fuck With Cats yeah. on Netflix. Yeah. Did you guys watch that? I yeah. did. And that I was pretty Elliot. fucking entertaining. I thought it was good. It was what I didn't—I mean, it was good. Like, I'm not, I'm like <laughs> I think that's when we were just talking about like Kinsey. Like, does the dog die? Like that—that that whole fucking documentary would have fucking crushed Kinsey. She won't watch it. Yeah. Like, I—I'm gonna be honest. Like, I'm vegan, and I, I didn't see anything that would trigger me. It's like really close. It toes the line, really I, close. You could hear them, but like, and you want to turn away, but they—they they cut it out at like right at the exact moment. Man, well, you can't put that shit on TV. Um, and that's good because I can't fucking stand that shit. Ex- yeah, like explain that explain what a what it is the plot of the oh, documentary. Don't fuck with cats? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's it's a docu series about these. Uh, there's two main people. I forgot their names already, but nobody I, cares about their names. Yeah. But anyways, two main people: this uh, female and male who like cyber uh, investigate. Yeah, uh, let me back up a little bit. Let me back up. <laughs> All right. So what this is about is uh, this guy who uploaded videos of killing cats. Like he, uh, I'm not going to go into detail on how he does it, but he posts like a viral video of him killing these two kittens. And it gets, you know, it gets people outraged and they start form, people start forming a group on Facebook to find out who this guy is and bring him to justice. So the documentary kind of follows them as they start chasing him. And there's like a lot of really cool stuff and how deep they dive into trying to find him. Like, I mean, they're looking at his electrical sockets to see if it's from, you know, China, Europe, you know, South America, you know, whatever. Uh, Everything to where they start investigating the vacuum cleaner that's in the background. Yeah, that part was nuts. So they start kind of, you know, the guy kind of starts taunting them. He go- he goes into the groups and starts taunting them, starts releasing more videos. They start narrowing it down more and more of who he is and, you know, finding his location. And uh, they totally give you, like, a, a good, like, little seminar on how to be a cyber stalker, by the way. And uh, No shit. Yeah, because they're, like, trying to find this dude, like, and... They find pictures of, like, you know, they focus on, like, the window and the buildings that are outside. So they start taking Google Maps and start figuring out his locations. And um, they know that this guy is going to eventually, you know, evolve into a serial killer. He's got all the signs. And this is all a true story. Yeah. So they're trying to stop him before he gets to that point and nobody listens. Yeah. He reaches that point where he's actually has killed people. And they're still on the hunt for him. They're helping police out. This goes international from, you know, North America into Europe. And it's just the whole... And through the whole time, they're showing you, you know, clips, you know, from YouTube and other video sources online. So 
having watched that, I was like, damn, this is really fucking cool. And I don't know why it kind of triggered something in me that I was just like, what's that one movie that was really popular that was like a a lot of uh, videos? <laughs> <laughs> you're thinking well, I'm of, staying uh, with a lot of video. You're taking them VH1. Kind yeah. of. No, but it's a lot of videotapes. A lot of VHS, VCR tapes. Oh, uh, uh, um. VHS. VHS, yeah. Negative. Oh. Earlier before this, we were just going to lead me into the Poughkeepsie tapes. Yeah! Did you, you saw it? Yeah, I finally saw the whole fuck. I've, I've seen bits and pieces like 20 times. Yeah. Every time I saw it, I was like, meh. This time I was like fucking loved it. When when it's all cohesive together, yeah. it's awesome. I watched some of it the other night. Did you like it? No, it's like didn't it make sense. What the or fuck? Was is it, wrong it didn't make sense. It was just like written by like a like a tenth grader. Well, it's kind of more like you stumbled into the middle of a documentary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, it's also like it was just it was it was just stupidly written. But like, you're telling me all the true crime stuff in there. Like watching that, watching all the crime stuff, then you can poke holes in all the fucking crimes that he's committing and how they're not plausible at all. Yeah, I'm kind of on this little thing where I'm watching nothing but like true crime stuff. That's cool. And I'm 100% convinced everybody between 1960 and 1979 is a serial killer. That's true. That's the only way. That, yeah. that that's has the only to be. way. 70s was the heyday for serial murder. Good lord. Is he right? And then I've been, like, reading up on all these cases where, like, these people that they have in prison for, like, you know, two or three murders, now all of a sudden they're finding out they killed, like, 80 people within a five-mile radius of where they operated. <laughs> like, now thanks to, like, DNA evidence, they're showing these people who are, like, dead and gone probably killed, like, 100 people. Yeah. Is this, what year was Pequipsy Swipes? Pequipsy <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the, the I don't know. Like, like, is there? Yeah, two, the 2006 or 2007, I think it's like, I think I think what what what, uh, want, what uh the cat documentary triggered in you was uh snuff films and your love yeah. of snuff films. Yes, and that and that kind of took me wet. back to uh 8mm. Great movie. <laughs> movie was Nicolas so dirty. Cage. Fantastic. But anyways, Some I don't know, like there. you said it kind of triggered I guess snuff films or something. Well, this movie like when it was really popular, I never got into it because I would catch it um, already, you know, 30 minutes, an hour into it, and I would watch 10, 15 minutes and be like, fuck, this movie is bunk, <laughs> and I don't want to watch it. So watching that docuseries, I was like, you know what, I'm going to finally fucking watch this movie, and I watched it, and I was happy I did. That movie is pretty pretty tight. It's pretty tight. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, uh, it's probably one of my favorite uh, like mock snuff film movies yeah, ever. Yeah, so that's all I'm going to say about that. Oh, that's it. That's it. That's oh, like I'm, literally. Oh, oh yeah, okay. watch it. Oh yeah, I should probably talk about what the movies about. <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> so unlike uh, Don't Fuck with Cats, uh, this is uh, a mockumentary. So you know, you're watching the tapes of this serial killer, who uh, the police have found these. Is it had to be thousands of tapes? They said it was like thousands of recordings. Yeah. From the serial killer that they had been chasing, and you know it goes. They start showing you clips from everything, you know, from all the gruesome shit he does to like random videos that he recorded of him fucking driving or talking to people or stalking people. Uh, it's really creepy. It's like you kind of get you know jumped into watching you know, like a true crime kind of TV show. It starts... I don't know if I should give the plot away too much. Uh, 
Well, well it is it's a like 30 years ago. Seven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, so they're like trying to find this guy and they're they're chasing him down. Uh, they think they've got him nailed to a police officer uh, because once this thing becomes popular, the guy kind of changes uh, his style and, you know, his, his M.O. His M.O. Which is nuts. And he goes to into being, uh, per, being a police officer who basically stops prostitutes and makes it seem like he's arresting them or helping them or whatever and he starts only killing prostitutes uh and that kind of brings his attention down because no longer is everybody worried that they're a possible victim but they are well anyway so they finally try to pin it down to this one police officer you see the you know clips of the trial and him pleading his innocence and his conviction eventually leading up years later to the fact that he was not the killer and uh one of the things that i really liked about it is one of his early people that he like kidnapped and held them captive for years and you show videos back and forth of him basically he's i believe she calls him master and she's his slave yeah and he like cuts her arm off and like yeah. does all this like mutilation to her but has completely brainwashed her to where after she had been found and taken back to her family she, all she can think about is getting back to him yeah dude. because that that's all that made her happy now because he completely reprogrammed her and uh, that, to me, was the best part of the movie. That kind of left me feeling, like, fucked up because that's something that really happens. Yeah, it's and, like uh, Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. And uh, overall, it was enjoyable to just sit there and watch, you know, all of it. If you're a fan of, like, true crimes and you enjoy Don't Fuck With Cats, I think this is something that you might like. Yeah. I mean, like, I totally forgot about that That with the with the girl with Stockholm Syndrome. Man, that's yeah. fucked. Her that was arm's the, fucking gone. That was gone. the most fucked up part. Um, leading into something that was kind of weird about it was after I had watched that uh, Don't Fuck With Cats, it was kind of those weird moments where you kind of think of something and you start seeing it everywhere. Yeah. I I was reminded of that movie, and I think like the next day I was on that app just watch and seeing what was released. Yeah. And the fucking Poughkeepsie tapes was released wow. on Amazon. What? And that's why I decided to watch it and talk about it now but i just thought it was really weird that i kept thinking about it for a couple days and then all of a sudden bam there it is yeah it's like when you steal a car in grand theft auto 3 everybody's got that car <laughs> yeah yeah just that's like that's the, very true that's, just that's like very that. on point uh yeah i know <laughs> there's seven it. cars in that fucking game <laughs> man i i remember in grand theft sidebar i, I remember <laughs> grand theft auto 3 when i was like fucking 9 10 i would play that game and I would never... I didn't have a memory card, so I never... I, I just played it from the very beginning. You fucking poor bastard. Every single time. I never did a goddamn mission once. I literally just kept, like, just fucking around in the first level. Dude, that ate a whole summer up in, like, the big, uh, I think my fresh, like, freshman year. Like, going into high school, maybe. Yeah. But, yeah. ate a whole summer. Damn. Grand Theft Auto's the shit. Good times. Good times. Yeah. Making bagels and cream yeah. cheese and playing Grand Theft Auto in the morning. Yeah, anyways, so, uh... Elliot, have you ever watched that movie? I got halfway through it recently. Uh, my boss at work, Caleb, gave me a thumb drive Kills the shit. full of fucking horror movies, and it was on there. And I, st I got halfway through it, and then I had to turn off. But, like, uh, I, I don't know if I had to get through the rest of it, but I wasn't digging as much just because I thought it was, it was a little too fantastical for being, like, a found footage movie. And Why? Because he's too good? 
Well, yeah, LA, like, they, like, they just happened on the most, like, prolific serial killer in history that made the hardest MO for himself to pull off, and he does it, and, like, is never caught and fools the entire world and all that. It's, it's just, it's it's just, just Zodiac. You don't know, like Zodiac? He, yeah, but Zodiac got, like, five people, maybe. You know, this guy got, like, probably, like, infinite, that we know of. infinite kills, and then... Infinite kills. Well, I kind of think that one of the things that made me enjoy it more, and I wouldn't say enjoy it, but made me uh, stick to watching it more is because, like we were talking about earlier, how I've been reading a lot of stuff on true crimes and finding out that everybody in the 1970s was a serial killer. Every single one of them. Every single person alive in the 70s in the United States was a serial killer. Your parents? Serial killers. Serial killers. But uh, They don't like to talk about that. Kind of like going into that. You know, there's like they're finding all these people who have been arrested or, you know, they have some kind of DNA on file. All of a sudden they're linking them to like these, you know, 20, 30 killings and stuff. People who now if we knew back then that they were these actual killers would have been, you know, much more in the limelight than, you know, the Green River killer or, you know, Ted Bundy, those people. Teddy Buns. Teddy Bundy. Fucking, uh, like Netflix is killing it in like the... The serial killer documentary, yeah. like they had a uh, that Evil Genius was super fucking tight. Yeah, yeah, that uh, was the Bunny Tapes were tight. Uh, the Confessions Killer, which just came out, blew my fucking mind. Apparently, Henry Lee Lucas is either a, a genius or like, uh, like I don't know, a liar. Like he killed nobody, maybe or one person. Like that blew my mind because I was like all these fucking yeah, books. Yeah, I mean, the well, that's what I heard. Yeah, he pretty much like one hundred percent killed two people. Like, for certain. Yeah, yeah for certain, like, it's like yeah. two people. But him and uh, Otis. Otis, whatever. Otis yeah. Tool. Yeah. Like, all these books on this fucking shelf that I've been reading since, like, you know, junior high or whatever, you know, are like, oh, he's, like, killed, you know, 30, 300, like, all these fucking people. Like, and, and then it turns out that he's, like, just blew my fucking mind. It's just like, maybe he didn't do nothing? It's like, yeah. fuck, dude. Like, all those fucking books are just That's like... pretty insane. Wow. And I was just like, ugh. Like... Uh, and the whole movie Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer, is is now based on like the ramblings Possible of a crazy. <laughs> yeah, they even had because in the in the documentary of uh, you know conf- the f- Confessions Killer, they have like the Orange Sock Murder, which is even featured in the Henry Portrait. Yes. and like that's all yeah. bullshit now. There's like you know, but you know, I guess you can't, you know, the 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 Rooker, you know, Portrait of uh, a Serial Killer. You know, can only take that so far. Anyway, did I ever tell you that I I uh, had Rook. dinner with the uh, Michael Rooker? Uh, no. Yeah. So <laughs> That's weird. He didn't know who I was, and I didn't know who he was. I thought I'd told this story before. No. So uh, this was back home in California, and uh, Universal Studios has uh, Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah. yeah. And we went, uh, Buddy and I went on Halloween, and we went to that. And afterwards, late that night, we went to a popular diner, Mel's Diner. Mm-hmm. Uh, not too far from there, and we were sitting on the uh, like the counter and eating, you know, whatever fucking garbage they sell. And uh, we're eating, and this guy, remember, it was this guy, his wife, and his I want to say daughter, or it could have been his other wife. I don't know. And so they sit next to us, and this guy sits right next to me in an astronaut, like Apollo Eleven type astronaut suit. He takes his fucking helmet off, and it's fucking Michael Rooker. And he's sitting next to me. And at the time, he wasn't as famous as he is now. Yeah. Like, literally the way I fucking knew who he was was like, hey, isn't that that guy that was in Cliffhanger? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's my Michael Rooker story. 
nice. He passed me the salt. Hey, yeah. Rooks. <laughs> Mallrat passed me the fucking salt. <laughs> Rooks. Rooks. Fucking get it. But yeah, that's, like, that's good story. my claim to fame right there. Yeah, that's really, oh, yeah. Edward Furlong, Michael Rooker. But I, I feel like that's like the California thing, man. Like, everybody's got some stories like that from California. Right? I guess. I mean, like, it's because, no, I mean, all these people are regular people and they're. Nah, they're not. They are. They're not. They don't shit. In California, they're regular people. I've seen it. I've seen them not Celebrities shit. Celebrities don't shit. I've seen them not shit a lot. I've seen them not shit a lot. <laughs> But yeah, uh, killer documentaries. The one person that I saw a lot out there was fucking uh, what's the Baywatch dude? Hasselhoff. Hasselhoff, dude. Don't I, I see like I felt like everywhere I went, he was there. Hey Hoff, heard you big in Germany. Me again. Heard you big in Germany, not in your pants, Hoff. No, David Hasselhoff is probably like hung as fuck. But um, yeah, so Pequipsy's. Equipsy states. Man, I fucking really liked it. I regret not liking it back, you know, eighty-five years ago when it came out. So, Um, what? Well, like, so what? One, what would you rate it? You know, I would rate it like uh, a four out of thirty-three. That's that's right. I I agree with that. One hundred (laughs) percent, I agree with that. It's a fucking to do, bro. No, I know, but we really should have like a rating system. No, No. it's a to do or a take, bro. Uh, Siskel and Ebert, thumbs up, thumbs down. That's all they Siskel gave you. Siskel and Ebert? I thought it was Ebert and Rupert. He's dead. I just, I just aged myself? Yeah, just yeah, aged just aged myself. Well, Siskel yeah. died, and then... Well, now everybody's dead. Yeah, yeah well, I bet you had a light bright as a kid, too, huh? Yeah. It's fucking <laughs> fun <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> I had a rainbow bright, so... I have a little bone age toy. The motherfucker ran a dinosaur. <laughs> Moving on! <laughs> so it's a total to-do. Reverend to-do. Catfish gives it a to-do. It's a to-do. I mean, and if you're into like found footage, you know, there's a bunch of like, bunch of like serial killer ones. You do some digging, you can find the, find those. If you're into the serial killer found footage, and if you're into just serial killers, fucking dude, Netflix is killing it right now. Yeah. So. So fucking, I think I think if they're into true crime and serial killers, I think they know that. By I now. was never really into true crime until like recently. I'm into like, I've kind of gotten into it, but it's blowing uh, up right now. Yeah. Um, I'm fucking scared. I'm like so scared. As you should be. Yeah, at least the it's world's not, scary. You could die. This is not the 70s. So that's true. Yeah, that's true. Everything's the age of not dying. And there's DNA and cameras everywhere, so you should, you're pretty safe. Yeah. And then thanks. Too much that made me feel better. You're welcome, dude. Thanks. Yeah. Nobody, no, nobody's nobody's figured a uh, great sure way to was gonna die. Yeah. And if you're upset about uh, Henry Lee Lucas not being as prolific as you thought, uh, there's always a. Uh, <laughs> You know the new the new guy the new uh, poster child is uh, Sam Little. Look him up, Sam Little, Samuel Sammy? Little. Sammy, oh lord! He's got like a ninety three count so far. So if you're into that kind of thing because you're sick, uh, go look it up. About the guy from Peru, though. Now this is America, boy. Oh, We're gonna talk about America. Serial killer who killed like three hundred and fifty children or some yeah, shit. Yeah, well I think it's not it's fucking is it Peru or is it Colombia or Chile? Might have been Colombia. It's all those Colombia, like, yeah. Peru, and Ecuador. Yeah, dude, and fucking yeah. dude, South America, just fucking nuts, dude. They got like three hundred. People die all the time. They ever seen the, the Green Inferno? The Russian chess killer guy. See, I'm starting to learn. He's a prick. I'm no, but I'm dude, learning. in fucking that, in, in South America, that dude, he, yeah, he had like, he killed like almost four hundred kids, and he he that was his job. Like every day, he'd go out and just like kill. He got paid to do that? He, he killed like he half paid a dozen. Himself. <laughs> he was self-employed. Yeah. Half a dozen kids a day and shit. He had like mass graves that he just yourself. like. It was like a fucking video game where he just had to complete the mission. Bloop, bloop, bloop. 
Let the kid body here. Yeah, to the point where the police wow. thought he was like full of shit till they actually took him to a grave with like 50 people in it. What the yeah, fuck? Yeah, like fucking South America's nuts. Yeah. Imagine South America in the 70s. Fuck! <laughs> no way. But uh, yeah, so. I don't want to go there. Yeah. No, don't go there. Keep on keeping keep it on. All right. What are you making that face for? This is just the face I have now. It's his medicated face. What the fuck? <laughs> you look you look like somewhere in between baked out of your mind and like and like surprised like a sitcom star at any given t- point. I'm like so aware of everything now. Like I feel like I'm actually alive. Wow. And I don't like it. Oh. Like I feel present and I don't like that feeling. Oh. Oh. I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I did, and I don't like it. Eh, I don't blame you. Well, so it's my turn now. And uh, <laughs> for the people listening at home, it's just like there's a lot that going on behind the scenes of this episode. Yeah. It's like a whole fucking room of walking Phoenix in here. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the episode. <laughs> um. All right, a room full of Joaquin. <laughs> a room full of a room full of phoenixes. <laughs> well, it could be his brother. There's two of them now. Yeah, dude. Oh, well, hey, got Joaquin over here, and I'll, uh, give me like two weeks. I'll be a river. <laughs> I'll be a river. See you guys at the funeral. Shit. <laughs> I'm busy that day. <laughs> Couldn't get off work. <laughs> Fuck. You don't want to come to my funeral? It's cool, dude. I'm gonna. You won't know. I won't. I won't fucking know. <laughs> you won't know. I won't know. So, uh, uh, I finally saw a movie. Good job, man! Fucking proud of you. My first one. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I've actually been phoning it in. I, I haven't really watched any of the movies that we've done since. He's uh, been Wikipediaing everything. Yeah, I've been Wikipediaing. If you everything. say animated, I'll hit you. <laughs> I saw so the Adams Family animated movie just recently, hey, and I gotta it, say, though, it's a to do. For real, what was it? I know you saw it. You're fucking. Actually, the kids. I actually did see it. I know you did. How was it? <laughs> it was. Eh, it was uh, yeah, Ashley and the kids saw it, and Ashley said it was crap. That's. It's not great. It's not good. It's not good. Um, no. So I watched a movie that I've been meaning to watch for a while. Um, you know, it, it got released online, probably like last, fully like last year, like last January or some shit. Um, then they took it down for a little bit, put it back up, and now they finally just released it in December on uh, several different streaming services, Amazon and pretty much anywhere you can rent stuff for money. Um, it is an A24 film. <gasps> I found out it's a joint BBC Films and A24 worked on this film. The film is in fabric. I think I talked a little bit about this, uh, how I wanted to kind of talk about it last episode. I feel episode. like you've already talked too much about it and I'm over it. Yeah, you've ruined it for me. Well, I'm about to really ruin it for you. So. Damn. Uh, in fabric. Spoiler alert! If you don't know, is about essentially a killer dress. So sounds it, amazing. Which it sounds amazing. Well, I don't fucking be here anymore. <laughs> so so I'll just kind of go over the plots. Um, it takes place in Britain. You have this mother. I'm out. I'm fucking out already. <laughs> <laughs> Those people are fucking boring. You have this mother and her son. With the queen in her face. <laughs> <laughs> Who live in an apartment. 
and uh, or a flat. And, oh, you know, the mother is divorced and, you know, her son is like an artist or, or whatever. Shadow puppets or like balloon animals? He uh, finger paints. That's nasty. Yeah, well, you know, you got to make a living. So she's lonely in like any way, every way possible. Like her son's very like disconnected. Like he's going to school with, like for, for art as well as being a famous artist or whatever. Um, he doesn't pay any attention to her. You know, he's very dismissive. He's like a full grown, like mid to late 20 something year old son. Like he's kind of just doing his own thing. Does he like draw a picture of this dude and the dude like doesn't get old, but the picture does. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's that guy. You've already seen book. this movie? I, I read the book. I never saw the movie. Though. Fucker. <laughs> so, so anyway, basically, the mother decides to go out and, and start dating. So she starts dating around, Tight. but she's she's not confident. You know, she's like, you know, uh, older. She's kind of self-conscious. But she, she goes to this department store that is probably one of the... It's a really dope concept. This department store is run by a supernatural like entity. Um, As a business owner, well, the whole thing. (laughs) This movie is getting worse. So the whole thing is like it's kind of strange, but like you get pushed. They push her basically into this dress. They're they're like, hey, you know. This dress, it'll make you, you know, beautiful. It'll, it'll give you, it'll make all your dreams come true. So it's a, a base, Disney movie. It's a play on capitalism, probably. Yeah. All of the shopkeepers are like psychic, and you know, they're like, they're like, hey, you know, like I know your date. His name's Adonis, and Adonis is going to compliment you. Go, go tonight, and you're gonna, you know, whatever. So she's like, what the fuck? But you know, so she goes on a date and everything like that, and that's where weird shit starts to happen. I mean, hijinks. Oh, yeah, I guess it is uh, a little bit of hijinks uh, happening. So They ensue. Hijinks don't happen. Like, no, 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 they happen. Do they ensue real hard? No, hijinks ensue. They don't just happen. Yeah, well. Happenings happen. Hijinks ensue. Is it like soft uh, or hard? A little soft, a little hard. Hi- there, there's, there's hard hijinks, soft hijinks, uh, and then happenings. Soft happenings, hard happenings. Tight. It's all happening. So, basically, hijinks start to ensue, and it's uh, it gets really out there. Um I'm not going to go too, too much into it. There's a lot, a fucking lot to unpack in this movie. I don't know how. Uh, Jesus fucking Christ. Hey, you don't say that. Uh, for starters, this movie uh, is a, pretty much like a, a black comedy, or really, it's just a comedy. Like, it, it's a horror comedy. There are parts of this movie that are fucking scary and creepy as shit, and I really wish they would have dived into that more but mostly the movie is just kind of funny um if they would have added a lot more horror aspects to it like the horror that they did was so fucking creepy and it's so good but really the tone of it was kind of like a simon Pegg movie i think that's just probably the british kind of kind of deal like it reminded me a lot of Shaun of the Dead. It reminded me kind of a lot of Rubber. Remember that Killer Tire movie? Yeah, some that's uh, so high high yeah, hopes for that. Yeah. Like, and the trailer was on point. Yeah, the trailer. See, it was. It's kind of like that that trailer, really. Like, but I don't know. It gave me a lot of those vibes. I I didn't think it was gonna be a comedy because like the trailer was really like great. The vibe of this movie is awesome too. It it feels like late seventies Yalo. Like honestly, it, it's. Uh, the music's on point, the score, all that. 
visually it looks amazing like all a24 movies i mean you know y'all know like a24 automatically means the movie's got style like it's a very stylish movie but it's kind of like a24's answer to uh, like literally if i describe to you an a24 horror comedy you're probably going to get the idea of what this movie's like so i I was kind of disappointed by it but it was still enjoyable uh but the movie's definitely not for everybody like at all like if you're someone who likes horror comedies but doesn't really like A24 films or like art house films, you're probably not going to like it. You know, but if you do like art house films, I'd say give it a shot. Uh, I'd probably give it like a six. Like I, I still enjoyed it. You know, I still liked it. I, 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 I want to emphasize that I still really liked it. It's just um, for what it was trying to do, it could have done a better job one way or the other. Yeah. Could have been like it could have been a really really good horror movie with comedic elements, or it could have been a really really funny horror comedy. Um, it just had to lean one way or the other, but it, it took a really really fucking weird route, which makes sense because honestly, this movie I heard nobody talk about it. Like I've heard, have y'all heard anything about this movie? Just you, like just for me, right? Like five fucking killer dresses is all I want to know about. Well, the trail, like psychic shopkeepers, like there's like talking animals. It basically reminds me of like if Cinderella. No, if if Suspiria was like in a uh, a retail store. A ghost owns a shop that has a killer dress. You buy the killer dress, it makes you cool, but then it kills you. It's dude. It's, some of these parts in this movie are brutal as shit. Like, uh, I, I, you know, I don't want to go into too much detail in case you you do watch it because I don't want to ruin the really like awesome parts. Ruin it. Ruin it. But ruined um, it. anyway, I yeah, I'd probably give it a six out of ten. I'd still say it's a to do, but it's not for everybody. Like, if if you're it's a to maybe, it's a to maybe. It's a to maybe. I liked it. Um, I, I didn't you. love it. I didn't love it. But what? what so like. It? Somebody that liked rubber. <laughs> yeah, if you liked, well, it's weird because like rubber is very much, it knows what it is. Like it knows what it's trying to be. It tried uh, to be too much is what killed it. Yeah. They like just stuck to it, dude. I mean, I would say, let's see here. If you haven't yeah. seen rubber, just YouTube the fucking rubber trailer and then don't ever watch anything else on it. Like honestly, it uh, the the closest thing that I could relate this movie to is probably the tone in the movie Ghost Stories. Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> like like that's the thing. Like I really uh-huh. like like I really liked Ghost Stories. I thought it was really good. In fact, Ghost Stories is a better version kind of of this movie. Um, the biggest disappointment in 2018. That was 2017, but it was, was it? Uh, stupid. God, you he tried to be stupid funny. idiot. Time you fucking flies. failed. Time flies when your movie sucks. <laughs> there you go. All right, that's the name of the. Uh, <laughs> right all these fucking shopping for reels no i'm gonna start shopping after seeing that movie start shopping online exclusively but no yeah so if you like ghost stories give this movie a shot uh if if you're like a fan of pretty much universally everything that a24 has put out which for the most part yeah I, it's kind of been me um so i liked it but i wasn't in love with it it's probably one of the, my least favorite a24 films um but uh, but yeah, so I, I'd say give it a shot. Uh, if it's like five bucks to rent, it's it's pr- pretty pretty cool. But uh, it's a weird film. I don't even know like what context you should watch it in. Like if you're looking for like a, a really like uh, disturbing art house film, it's got that. If you're looking for like a 
pretty comical, like really nicely filmed horror comedy, then it's got that too. But it's just a really weird tone. The acting's really good in it though. I don't know. I liked it. You may not, whatever. But because I was so kind of mixed on that movie, I wanted to kind of go over another movie. <gasps> and this one will be kind of quick because once again, I'm a broken fucking record and I only talk about the same movies. So I wanted to kind of go into a little more detail about the movie Lose, which just dropped on Shudder maybe a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Eric, did you ever get a chance to watch it? Nope. Okay. No, you didn't, Elliot. The Shutter app doesn't work. All right. Well, we'll talk about that later. Um, so, Lose, if you haven't heard or listened to any of the other episodes, means that light. Had, Lose means light. And it. Enough said. Next topic. Lose is a German film made in 2018, but was recently released on Shudder. Um, basically, this film is. It's kind of like it follows in the tone of, of you don't really know what like era it's supposed to be in uh it's filmed like it's a late 70s movie or early 80s movie it's got that whole like vibe going on uh you really just can't tell what era it's from and uh it's something that i saw a while back back in uh, october and i really really enjoyed it um a little bit of backstory on this movie and i i actually do want to ruin a little bit of it i feel like the context actually makes it a lot better so essentially at the heart of, of what lose is it is an hour and 10 minute movie that is a love story between a demon and a medium a psychic except it's unrequited love <laughs> well, uh... the demon falls in love with the psychic and the psychic is obviously running away from this fucking demon that is in in love with her. And I won't go into too much more aside from that, because if you go into it with that context, you're really going to enjoy the movie. I, I, I feel like, and a lot of the other critics have said the same thing. This movie is kind of like a dream when you go into it, it's an hour and 10 minutes, but like, it feels like a full movie. And then you're like, Whoa, that was only an hour and 10 minutes. Like, I don't know, man. Like it feels surreal. And it, it gives you a lot of time to like breathe and like soak in what's happening. It like kind of like kind of inspiring because they do so fucking much with so little. Like there's all, the film only takes place in like two locations. That's it. And sounds low budget as fudge. It is like zero budget, like fucking zero budget. This movie is not going to be for people that want a lot of like horror and gore and like like big budget you know horror this is for people who want to see a different take on a you know kind of classic horror shit and i would i would also kind of maybe argue that it's not really a horror movie it's more like a story for horror fans it's a genre flick but you know type of movie it's whatever you really want it to be like you can interpret everything that's happening as so many different things. I will say it's just a really enjoyable ride. And at an hour and 10 minutes, it's something that you could watch like while you're waiting on, I don't know, your laundry or something like that to get done. <laughs> you're really selling this movie as, I don't know, man. I like, I'm, I'm telling you, boring, I, just watch it in passing. Well, no, but like, that's the thing. Like, because I know not everybody's going to like it as much as I do. I know that, but just give it a shot. It's only an hour. And if you don't like it, you don't like it. But if you 
do like it. I think you'll see kind of what I'm talking about. I'd honestly give that movie probably like uh, like an eight. I really eight out like of ten. It. Yeah, eight out of ten. Jesus, like I undersold that. Did I? Like, I don't know. I don't. I don't. This movie sounds whack. Oh man, <laughs> this movie is good. Go watch this movie. It like what I like about it is that it kind of tells the story of like a stalker or like we all know the stories of like people that are like so in love with a person like you know their idea that they're obsessed with and like it like consumes their entire person like you know they stalk and they like you know do whatever but they think it's okay because like they love they love that person or whatever you just grab my perfect sunday evening <laughs> but it's just like really interesting to see that in the context of like a demon and demonic possession like i mean it's just that's the cool part about the movie like it's personifying like a situation like like a weird like unhealthy like stalker situation but putting it into like a supernatural element but also kind of like grounding it like it's i guess it'd be kind of fun to see what the demon does in his off times honestly like it's pretty cool like there's not a lot of like you know crazy demon shit going on there is some stuff and when you see it you're like what the fuck where did that come from i don't know man i really enjoyed it and uh i don't know i i'd give it like an eight Jeez. Yeah, I say it's to, to do. And, you know, I mean, it's an hour. I mean, it's a fucking hour long. You know, like, come on. Yeah. It honestly, like, really inspires me and makes me think that we could easily make a movie, like, that good with nothing. Like, with no resources whatsoever. Like, you could tell they just got a, a camera that was from the 70s. Like, from actual 70s filming. And then, like, use two locations that they rented out for a day. And then just, like, used, like, very minimal, like, practical effects. Man. Like, we could we could totally make a movie like that. And it's, yeah. it's just kind of inspiring. Well, I guess. And it, it'd actually be good, you know? Well, you need a good story, which we don't have. Yeah, that's true. It was a good story. Like, yeah. it was, all we need is, a, like, a really good, like, unique idea is and the deal. Pretty people to put in it. We can't start. Trust, me, trust me. We can't do shit, though. Yeah, that's true. But anyway, that's, that's all I'm going to say about that. After Ramble City over here. Yeah, you're going to um, edit the fuck out of that. I know, dude. Every time. I'm telling you. Uh, so, but yeah, like, I would say for Lose, if you're a fan of, like, those movies that are, like, you know, the late 70s style, like, fucking uh, House of the Devil and It Follows and stuff like that. Like, if you're into that vibe, you're, you're probably going to like it. Uh, if you've ever seen that movie Piercing, it's like a that movie came out last year. This guy who... Uh, is a serial killer or he's about to be or something like that. And if you like that movie, you know, you'll probably like this one. It gives me a, a very similar vibe. Um, and also if you like that uh, 1990s movie following where the guy, you know, breaks into all the apartments, it, it kind of gives me that vibe too. If that tells you anything. So if you're into those films, you're probably going to like it, but uh, yeah, that's my recommendation. And uh, sup, Elliot, what do you got? I, it's time. Am doing, I guess, a deep dive review, whatever the fuck I do. I'm we, totally against this. Of what? You. Yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> a lot of people are right now in my personal life. I just want everybody to know that. Um, <laughs> I love all of you. So I'm doing a deep dive in review thing into uh, a movie that came out 1990 uh, this month. Uh, th- not the best movie, aka the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. I knew it. I knew it the whole time. <laughs> did I tell you? Pretty sure I told you. Yeah, you did. I did. 
All right. Uh, if anybody that knows me knows my favorite movie is the original 1973-74 Texas Chainsaw Massacre. What gave it away? Was it the uh, pops? Like the four or five different pops that you have of Leatherface? I have two pops. Was the... it the limited edition Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, Whataburger uh, stuff? Was it the uh, uh, giant statue of Leatherface? Uh, was it the 18 inches. 25, oh no, 27 different pictures of Leatherface you have around the house? Uh, what was it? It was my leg tattoo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's, you're, you're, a fan. Um, you're a fan. I don't know, because I remember when we first started this podcast, I'd always just do like what the anniversary was. So it was 2020, January 1990, brought us <laughs> the glory that is Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Arguably, depending, I don't know, there's two, there's two camps of what the worst Texas Chainsaw Massacre is. It's two or three. It, 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 no, it's three or four. Three or four. I'm not counting, I'm not counting uh, Leatherface, which came out not too long ago, because we don't recognize that. It's non-canon. Yeah. I guess... Oh, shit. I guess... Uh, got him hard. Let's do this. We're talking about Godzilla, King of the Monsters, or some shit. <laughs> I'm keeping that. I'm what keeping the, the shit out of that. What would you say is the worst Texas Chainsaw Massacre film? I forgot that 3D came out. I erased that from my mind, but... Not including Leatherface. Oh, not including Leatherface? The, the what are the 2017? The next generation. So Texas Chainsaw 3D. Yeah. I, shit, I think I'm I'm in the four camp as well, although I do own two copies of it. Um, so Texas Chainsaw Massacre three, <laughs> the, the second worst film. The second uh, worst. <laughs> you heard it here first. Um, this, oh, this there's a lot to unpack in this movie. Surprisingly, I thought I was just gonna be like I don't know what the fucking talk about because nobody knows anything about this movie. But yeah, apparently, like, a lot goes on. I haven't seen it, so you haven't seen it. No, oh, spoiler, it. it sucks. It's like a fucking jar full of marbles just fell, and there's fucking marbles everywhere. Like yeah. that's fucking <laughs> Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre. Are tripping, 3. People are think what? of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and then think of uh, 1990. What? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But, uh, okay, uh, short synopsis of the film. A California couple in Texas become hunted after witnessing a quote-unquote murder at a gas station, and thus they are uh, running for their life and from Leatherface and his uh, new family. Because if you remember at the second one, he kind of lost everybody and pseudo-died, but he didn't. He was only disemboweled by a chainsaw and blown up. So, <laughs> But he lived. But he lives. And so, yeah. That's uh, that's Texas Chainsaw Massacre three. Not a lot going on there. Uh, so a lot going underneath the covers of this movie. Uh, going right underneath those. Going covers. right underneath these covers. A lot. Them off. Expose everything. <laughs> a little chilly. So uh, dra- uh, directed by uh, Jeff Burr, written by David Schwau. I don't know. That's, that's a like great name. Schwau. David J. Schwau, who's had his Schwing? hands. Hey, he's had his hands in a Schwau. lot of like horror projects. Uh, um, you know, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and some uh, Nightmare on Elm Streets and shit like that. Oh. Uh, starring the great William Butler, who's been in like every horror movie. Bill, Bill Butler. fucking Butler himself. Bill fucking Bill Butler. Woo! He's been in a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He's been in Nightmare on Elm Streets. He's been in the remake of Night of the Living Dead. He's been in Friday the 13th. The guy is so killable. Fucking Willie B, bro. The fucking killable. killable. 
All right, problems with this movie. I'm just going to go down the list because I just wrote a list. <laughs> I have an itemized list. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a bullet problematic colon and then subcategory. Um, the original script was, so it's the 90s. Okay, New Line has bought, has bought the franchise. So Nightmare on Elm Street is on its way out, supposedly. They're looking for a new franchise. You know, uh, at this point, you know, n- you know, New Line has put out like Ninja Turtles and Nightmare on Elm Street, and they need a new franchise. They 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 acquire the Texas uh, Chainsaw Massacre, and then like boom, there's something to like there's an engine that they can run into the ground for you know theoretically ever. Uh, it's 1990, so everything's like cooler now from the 80s. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know how to describe the 90s. If you weren't alive in the 90s, it's going to be hard for me to describe it. But if you were alive and, and a child in the 90s, things were a certain way. <laughs> Especially, oh, yeah. everybody was overdressed Sometimes. and overcaffeinated. Yeah, it was just there was a lot like yeah. Music was good, but then it was not. Oh yeah, it was uh, <laughs> great and terrible at the same time. A Everybody lot. was in a fucking trance. Is what yeah, it was. there's a, a lot of <laughs> a lot of ground being broken on nothingness. Yeah. But uh, okay, so Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre, nothing went anywhere. <laughs> God damn. Um, the original script was it's you know they're they're hyping it up, they're umping it up. So it was an NC-17 script, which would probably be a fucking badass movie. It was like you know probably like robocop meets texture chainsaw massacre and it's just like gory you know shit is getting done you know k and b are like signed on they like they signed on to do a whole bunch of shit that they never you know got to do or got neutered or you know got the t- <laughs> um got neutered probably the biggest if, if any you know watch this film the director jeff burr was fired and rehired during the making of this movie, rehired because nobody else wanted to do it in the and studio. The studio like couldn't find anybody to fill his shoes, and basically just had to like rehire him and like gave him like no support. Like they did not like support like any of his decisions or care anything about him. Like he didn't have like a support system or anybody that had his back. Like he would like he's like I want to do this, and like no, nah, we're gonna go a different way with it, and <laughs> like so he was. He, he it was like they had it out for him like it was just against them um it was uh you know acquired by new line so it was started filming i think during the release of nightmare on elm street 5 i don't know which one that is because i didn't watch it what dream it? child dream dream kids one of the fucking best worst ones, one dream of the best worst ones. <laughs> and like it did and yeah it was, it was the word it did not do well no it, it did not do well so uh text chance of massacre like the focus shifts and is like okay so this bomb like you know let's let's kind of like not ruin what is this see a name of uh the lady that's in all the like uh horror movies the older lady she's in a lot of the insidious movies lynchay isn't her brother running new line cinema at that time i know um possibly like robert shay or i think i heard like something about that yeah so already like the captain of the ship is not no one likes him <laughs> <laughs> he's the founder of New Line Cinema. He's so the yeah. founder of New Line Cinema. Wow. Well, there you go. The horror family. Uh, um, next, uh, the uh, you know one of the biggest, I think, sacrileges of the movie is it's filmed in California and not Texas. And it's very evident <laughs> that it's not a Texas sky, that it's not a Texas road, that it's a fucking California desert with mountains in the background. Don't tread on me, baby. So, you know, the plains of Texas are very mountainous in this movie. <laughs> 
Let's see. Uh, uh, we'll get into it later, but the uh, there's a different ending where a lot of the main characters died. What? And uh, it was because Ken Foray was in this movie, and he's like kind of like you know the good guy hero, and him and Leatherface like battle it out, and he pretty much like eats it. Final showdown. Yeah. Also, Leatherface is killed off in this movie, which kind of killed off in the second movie too. Yeah, but like you know, in the, at least in the original script, like he's supposed to be like killed off. Ken Foray is killed off. Like pretty much everybody dies, but like the you know one you know final girl. And of course, you can't build a franchise on that, so the studio goes behind the director's back, reshoots like a happier ending where all you know like Ken Foray pops back up and it's like, oh, you know, everything's okay. And then like you know, they drive off into the sunset, and then. Yeah, outsteps Leatherface. He's not really dead, even though like he's probably fucking totally fucking dead. And you see that shit? <laughs> and, he uh, cannot be killed. He cannot be killed by human means. <laughs> and so like when they were in the, when they were, they go to like the fucking you know opening and they're all sitting there and you know the cast and crew are watching this movie. The director's seeing like a totally different ending than like what they shot, and it's like I wasn't on set for any of this, and it's like yeah, we just had like the editors and shit go back there and like <laughs> refilm all this fucking shit, and uh, and and the classic, like one of the 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 you know there's several endings, but one of the original endings in the script was because uh, they all fight it out in this like. Uh, this like body pit is like this in the swamp it's just like full of dead bodies and in the beginning of the movie they find another one of these and they talk about like how like the bodies have like decomposed and it's like toxic and so they're all fighting in this like body pit and Kid Foray gets you know his head cut open and dies and you know Leatherface is you know bludgeoned to death and then this girl escapes the body pit and the whole like thing is like now she's like poisoned like the toxicity is going to eventually kill her as well. And so you lay into the movie on this girl who's basically like fucked. And so like, everybody's like, you know, it's a, it's a fucking bleak ass movie. And you know, that's pretty intricate for a Texas chainsaw. Massacre. It was, it would have been I good. Watch it now. It would have been good, yeah. but that none of that was shot. They all like, they just like made it into oh, like, wait, what? No, yeah, that was, was that, was like, yeah. that was in the script. That was in the script. Like in, in the, nobody's th- seen this never, movie. Never mind. Yeah. And, no and, and, I remember the, that movie yeah and in the film, Ken Foray, like his head is pushed into the chainsaw and dies, quote unquote, Leatherface is bludgeoned <laughs> and goes underwater and dies, and dies quote unquote. And then the girl just kind of like walks off to the end and is like trying to get a ride at a hitchhiker and then a truck pulls up and then oh no and it's Ken Foray with like a, the tiniest amount of blood on his head it's like <laughs> what you saw and what like you know the effects crew made it's just a flesh wound and then there's like a fight with It'll like a guy stupid. another guy that pops out and so it's just like it could have been better and you know and that goes to like uh, one of the other directors that they wanted to get uh, John Hess who directed American History X what whoa he had he had a treatment of the film when they were talking to him before they they uh, settled on Jeff Burr, and they said his was too like dark and bleak. Wow, <laughs> which would probably be the better film. And <laughs> yeah, so, that would have been a much better film. But New Line just like micromanaged this movie to be the second worst Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Although it might be the f- fourth worst now. I don't know fifth worst. There's a there's they're still making them. <laughs> The list isn't complete yet. And I watched, I watched the movie and I watched the commentary on it. And at the beginning of the movie, they're all just kind of like shit talking Texas Chainsaw Massacre two. Uh, and I'm just like, what? Like a lot of people really like a lot of people. That's their favorite one. Yeah. Because there's a lot of yeah, hijinks. but early on, especially around that time, everybody fucking hated it. Yeah, but the commentary was like, fucking what, like 2010? <laughs> like I don't know, but like. 
by that time it was a cult classic and is a way more beloved than Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 the shit inning and so they're, they're just talking about we thought that you know Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 was you know not received well and we and it didn't sit well and it, was, it had like a weird tone and stuff like that and like it didn't understand what sequels were and then like started going on about how like you don't want to rehash shit you just want to like you know, ha- pre- present something new, and then the movie starts happening, and they're like, "So we took this directly from the original, and this is you know homage direct to the original." And it's like, first you shit talking a sequel for being like too different and too out there, and how nobody likes it, and then how a sequel should be out there and different, and then talking about how you played it safe in your fucking California Texas Chainsaw Massacre three. Fucking hate that guy. So yeah, the fucking makers of this film do not have my respect. Uh, no respect. No. Uh, R.A. Milhoff, uh, who played uh, Leatherface in this movie. Second worst. <laughs> <laughs> Leatherface on film. Who's the worst? Uh, part four. The dude yeah. from part four, Next Generation. All right. I'll accept that. He was he was just screaming the whole time. Me. <laughs> but uh, speaking of Leatherface, who's called Junior in this film. Hell yeah. He's, isn't he called Junior in like every film? No. He's Bubba. Bubba? Or, uh, and, and then the, the remakes is uh, Thomas Brown here. And they're calling him fucking Junior. Oh, he's, well, he, can't be, he can't have two nicknames? Nope. You got two nope. nicknames. That's not Fuck how the world works. And Elliot. <laughs> My real name is uh, Edgar. Uh, Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't. Doesn't make sense at doesn't all. Make sense. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> So Leatherface, at the beginning of the movie, they have like the the classic like Texas Chainsaw Massacre like scrolling words with the narrator explaining like the plot yeah, and Wars. you know what's going on. It, like, it bridges the gap like between uh, the Star Wars opening and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and is bridging the gap between um, the second one and the third one. And it, it talks about how like a family member was arrested. And I forgot what they fucking named him, but it wasn't one of the, like, it was nobody's name, unless it was, like, Chop Top, and it was, like, his real name. It was, like, I forgot the name of it. it was, Firefly. It was I don't, Firefly it was, it was, yeah. So, is I don't remember the fucking dude's name, but it wasn't anybody's name. It wasn't the cook's name, and it wasn't fucking Leatherface, so I'm assuming it was Chop Top, but he, I'm pretty, was supposed to die, but they're all supposed to die. Anyways, like, he was arrested, and they were saying that Leatherface was a, you know, um, this, like, split personality that he has and then it was the work of like one man and like blah 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 and he was incarcerated but the killings kept continuing because Leatherface was really out there which we all know because we're watching this movie Leatherface Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 and I just thought that was shitty because that didn't make any sense because I can't even fucking remember people's names but I can't remember their name either so but (laughs) full circle yeah full circle but it just it already did like from the the Star Wars opening it does doesn't even make sense you know, as a stickler and a Texas Chainsaw Massacre fan, I'm already upset. I'm like, bullshit. You know, <laughs> so I, mad right now. It was like it was, so mad. It was God like, damn it. It's like I can't remember. It's like Webster Sawyer. You know, was charged with these crimes. Like, who the fuck is this? Like, unless that's Chop Top's like real name. Like, uh, ugh. And so this movie, they're trying to. It's, it's the '90s. They're you know these filmmakers are shitting on the second one for being too you know dark comedy too. You and know, the soundtrack sucked. Did it? I had the cramps. Oh. Well, I was just throwing it out there. I don't remember what the fucking soundtrack was. He, he really just assumed. Yeah. You know, yeah. It was the 90s. Are we talking about part three? Because the soundtrack yeah. did suck. I'm, I'm talking about three. I'm talking about part two right now. I'm talking, oh. I'm talking about how part three talked shit on part two. Yeah, that could have been. Because yeah. of the tone and the cartooniness and like the the 
the uh, dark comedy aspects of it. So it's the 90s, so they went Leatherface, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. They want it to be like, you know, like real and like brutal. So they want it to be close to the original as possible, but like still make it like the functioning slasher movie. Because that's basically what it is. It's chopping down the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre into, you know, what we know as the cut and paste slasher movie. So they want to hire Gunnar Hansen to come back, reprise his role as Leatherface, and then they offer him scale, and he rejects it, as per usual, like in any other fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. And they hire R.A. Milhoff, who is just this big left-handed guy playing a right-handed murderer. Fucking disrespectful. Disrespect. So disrespectful. And if you if you go back and watch the second one, uh, Leatherface is portrayed as very childlike. You know, he has a crush on a girl. He's very easily manipulated and confused and is very playful and is basically a sweetheart and i'm sorry anything bad happened to him and i love him uh, but in this movie it's uh he's a teenager he's grown he's he's more he's like re- rambunctious and rebellious and he's like slimmed down and he's, he's like punk rock and he's just fucking punk rock there was i'm getting to that dude um <laughs> there in the original script he was like punked out like wearing like a punky dress and like a, a fucking like spiky like girl wig or whatever and Tied. was supposed to be like punked out and, like, there's scenes of him, like, you know, he listens to his music and stuff like that. And this dude, like, throws his Walkman into the oven and he makes him, like, pull it out with his hand and shit and burn his fucking hand. And he's all, like, crying about his, like, fucking Dio tape melting or whatever fucking Leatherface listens to. But, like, he's, like, the... He's, like, <laughs> I would a, say Dio, probably. <laughs> he's, Dio. He's, he's, like, they made him into, like, he's supposed to be, like, the teenager Leatherface. And he has this new family, which he's, like, used... Like, Leatherface is used kind of also as, like, the, the stud and is, like raping girls and like procreating like the next generation of you know leather faces and and uh, sawyers and stuff like that and so he's like a fuck machine with a bad attitude who's just like getting shit done and he lost a lot of weight so he's he's probably like super hot shit and grew his hair out it's bad dude his face looks like meatloaf um the like the f- singer, like the singer. <laughs> <laughs> no his hair looks like meatloaf the singer's face looks like my mother's meatloaf with ketchup on it Literally, like that's all I've seen. Which is delicious, by the way. It's delicious, but it's not what I want to see on my favorite masked killer. And uh, going to the family, there's n- all new family members because they all died in the second one, and there's only like fucking two other ones to begin with. But somehow there's this new family, and it's not explained if they're distant relatives or if they're related at all, or just they they found them wandering and like, hey, I also cannibalized people too. It's not explained. It's just you accept it. And there's... This um, is fact. Yeah. There's Tex and Tink and Alfredo and Mama and then this girl that says, yakety yak, don't talk back because this is a serious film. And his adopted family is... It's the 90s and they're a more progressive techno- technologically advanced family as compared to the original where they're just like hayseeds with a generator and a chainsaw. And they have like sophisticated traps, and they have uh, killing contraptions because there's a cyborg. I mean, there's, the, the, there's, there's a cyborg. Th- yes. Stop. Yes, Stop. Tink, who is a tinkerer. So I got his name, y'all. Has Tink. a has like a hook for a hand, and oh. like builds all the contraptions, cyborg. and is fucking half cyborg. Not really, but like he's he's got like a hook for a hand, and is like he makes all these things and. 
it's just fucking awful. And he's like making gadgets and man. <laughs> and like, man. <laughs> like he's just like bummed listening to himself talk. Like, so fun. Like, he builds Leatherface this giant, oversized, chromed out chainsaw. Nice. That says, saw his family. Yeah. And it's like all about like saw worship and is just like, it's, you know, it's phenomenal. It's like the Excalibur of chainsaws. And, you know, it's, it's, I'm like, dude, and you were shitting on Texas Chainsaw Massacre part two for being over the top and like ridiculous. And you got this shit. You got Leatherface. Like, he's basically on a speaking spell, like using computers, like trying to fucking learn how to like fucking read and shit. It's fucking dumb. <laughs> dumb. The family, you know, they differ from the original family. The original family is, like, problematic and chaotic and probably functions as a dysfunctional family of, like, killer necrophiles would. Well, this one's family is, like, more wholesome, and it's explained, like, they're, like, in a wolf, more, like, wolf pack kind of where there's, like, an alpha, and then the rest fall in line, and they have, like, even though they're killing people and eating people and hunting people, they have like this family dynamic of like setting the table and they're all very cordial to each other, except for Leatherface, who's big dicking around because he's fucking Leatherface. Yeah. I mean, I would do the same thing. So, what dick? Yeah. And going back to the plot <laughs> of the movie, um, Plop you know, the, the, the couple brain, is baby. chased throughout, you know, the fucking film, Leatherface and his family, and then the, everybody dies except the girl, and, you know, bring us to the ending, which we had, we talked about yeah. previously, the ending. There brings me to, like, the, the few aspects of this movie that are redeemable. This one's very begrudgingly, but Tex, who is, plays kind of like an amalgamation of the hitchhiker and the cook from the first movie and where he's kind of he's literally a hitchhiker but he's kind of his character is a little ambiguous on you know is he doing this can he help you like what's you know kind of like the cook in the first one of you know what's really going on turns out surprise surprise he's evil and trying to kill you oh my god he's not here to save you but this role is played by Viggo Mortensen from from uh like uh, the Lord of the Rings yeah you know, and then like popular movies, the uh, the hit film Hidalgo. Hidalgo, he's a good actor, and so a lot of people are shocked that he's in this film. And why? It sounds like a fantastic movie. It's, Classic. Oh man, it's bad, dude. Why? <laughs> <laughs> <Like>, we're bad. <laughs> like, okay, but the story of how he became, you know, Tex in the movie Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's so original. Uh, so original. <laughs> it only makes sense because they're in California. So I was like, well, why don't you call me Tex since we're not in fucking Texas? And it's like, hey, we don't know that because we're in a movie, movie magic. Anyways, <laughs> he was roommates. Him and his then wife were roommates with the Bill Butler. <laughs> Billy Butler. But not Willie B. <laughs> William Butler, who we... B-Man himself? Who uh, we discussed as being in a lot of the horror movies. Like, had a script. Vigo looked at it, read it, and was like, yeah, I'll be in this movie. And everybody Fuck was just kind of like, what? And Classic. then, like, he auditioned, and they're like, okay, you can be in this fucking movie if you want to be. Vigo <laughs> Mortensen. Whatever part you want is yours, bro. Yeah, he wasn't, like, the Vigo Mortensen, but he was still, like, hot shit back then. Was he in, like, Tombstone, or am I just making that up? You're making that up. Okay. Dumbass. <laughs> You know, that like sounds like something that should be true. Or some shit. Yeah, it, well, you see, yeah, some fucking yeah. western. Like, depending on who you ask, like they're like he had to audition a few times, and then other people were like, dude, he said, oh yeah, me. he he had to audition a few times. He said, put me in this movie, and they did. Depending He's on crazy. who you ask, they did. And they did, but <laughs> like, so that's just kind of that's that's the same thing as in Texas Chainsaw Massacre Four, where you have Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger. For Is there no really Texas Chainsaw Four? Yeah, I just like, that was the first trilogy, and then like the remakes. 
No, there's a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the uh, next generation. Which I thought that was three. Part three is Leatherface. Oh, Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Yeah. Got it. And like Texas Chainsaw Massacre 4, The Next Generation, came out in the early 90s, I think 94, so four years after this, and is directed by Kim Hinkle. Is a co-writer of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the first one. Uh, and it was great then, right? And it was, and it was the worst one up until uh, they started. What? Yeah, they, they started making them again. But uh, Viggo Mortensen is putting this film, and it's very surprising. He 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 does a good. He's the best actor in the film. No no fucking surprise there. And does a lot of fucking. He goes for it. And he he, he crafted. You he know, went there. Uh, probably the best character and you know multi-dimensional character in this fucking shit of a movie. And there's a scene where him and a Ken Foray are going at it and like gets like thrown over his shoulder and breaks his fucking ribs on camera, which is still in the movie because you can see him like grab his ribs, win some pain and then like tell him to stop and it made it into the final cut because why the fuck not? And he probably wasn't going to do it again. <laughs> God damn but, it. But uh, the only other redeemable part of this movie is a walk on cameo by Caroline Williams, who played Stretch from part two. She's, you know. Very beloved she's character. Tall. Stretch. Stretch. Is she tall? I don't know. She's a redhead. You tell me. And, you know, she played the oh, uh, disc jockey at the radio station in the second one. And she's and at the, the Daisy Dukes. The Daisy Dukes. She's very popular. And uh, she makes a walk-on cameo in this, uh, the beginning of the movie where they're uncovering one of these body pits that the family had left since they had, you know, moved on. And she is now a news reporter and the whole, like, backstory to that, which was... You know, not put in the movie because they didn't want to make a good movie. But the backstory to that was she was a disc jockey, you know, playing on the radio. And now she's become an actual reporter and is still tracking Leatherface throughout Texas, which would have been infinitely better than what they made. <laughs> and hindsight is 2020. My hindsight friend. is 2020. You just put Caroline Williams in a sequel. But again, the filmmakers in their infinite wisdom and the people at New Line did not think that Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 was worth anything and <laughs> the it, it's not the, I mean it's not Texas okay, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 is not the best movie but it's very it's probably more cult classic and iconic than any of the other movies besides the first one because of Chop Top and the, the performances and the the you know I think it was a Kit Carson script which is uh, fucking amazing because he's gonna write his ass off and you know it's all the way off you know Toby Hooper's maybe last good movie I don't know. Poltergeist is debatable on whether it's him or Steven's book. But that is the stupid history of Leatherface, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, 1990, which is what, like, what, 30 years ago? Yeah. This month? And it's bad. <laughs> Damn. That was Not bad. good! I'd give it, uh, like, out of 1 out of 10, I'd give it, like, a blue. So. Yeah. Or an orange. An orange. I'd give it an orange okay. out of 1 out of 10. I'd give it an orange. Fucking <laughs> orange. The amount yeah. of disrespect in your rating system yeah. <laughs> is a, is apparent. All right, that was very educational. That was a thing. That was a thing. It happened. How long was that? Was it six uh, days. About an hour. Five minutes. I talked for forty five minutes. Fuck yeah. no. Oh, we have we've recorded forty five minutes. <laughs> no, we're almost at two hours right now. Um. All right. So the now. culmination. Three <laughs> become one. What the fuck? You t- the final segment. Are you it's about- the final. If you're talking about pushing our dicks together again, I'm not doing that again. (laughs) This episode's final segment, our main topic, the grudge. Not the original. 
Not the, not other the one. remake, not the remake <laughs> but the, the other, other remake. Man, it almost makes me wish that I didn't put the re-remake for that one, like, Black Christmas episode. The re-re-remake. <laughs> yeah, well, it's been a great opportunity. Yeah. I mean, a copy of a copy is just as good as the original, right? Pretty sure. much. Yep. Fucking Kinko's made a whole business of it. <laughs> you know, Eric, Eric, hey, tell it. It was a movie. It was a movie. Hey! I tell saw it. Ah, <laughs> tell us a little bit about a movie. I don't remember that fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my fucking god. This is going to be a doozle. A doozle. This is Damn doozles. This is a Dusseldorf right here. All right, so I guess I'm going to have to ramble about this movie. Yeah, uh, fucking bullshit. Okay, this is the IMDb <laughs> synopsis of the film. A house is cursed by a vengeful ghost that dooms those who enter it with a violent death. That is it. That is all they wrote. That's the original. What about this one? That's all they wrote. <laughs> That's what this one says. Even IMDb was like, we don't go fuck. Copy, paste. God damn. That's literally going to say the same exact synopsis for the original one. Read it. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to. So basically, this movie starts out with. <laughs> fuck, man. No, I'm, come on, come I'm on. Upset. Like, <laughs> okay, so this is based on a Japanese movie. What's it called? The Grudge. No, no, it's, I guess it's Juan. Yeah, Juan. And it's like this house where some bad shit happened, and there's a ghost with long hair and her little ghostly boy and they make clicky noises and if you enter into this house you become part of the Juan or the the grudge and basically it's like it came out in the whole like thing with the ring where like you basically you know you do something and you unwittingly cursed yourself and then it's a final destination movie from there and out but it's this ghost that stalks you in these cool ways and like comes out and pops out and you're like oh man that's freaky and this person just died because it's so fucking scary and the whole time you're sitting there like eating popcorn going oh shit yeah and so like that did well and so oh shit I remember what year did this what year did this the fucking remake happen the remake 2004 Yeah, 2004. Well, 2004, like, America got wind of it. We're going to remake this and put Sarah Michelle Gellar in there because she's a bluffy. Love Sarah Michelle. Bluffy? And then, uh... She's a bluffy. Bluffy. Bluffer. So, a blumpy comes in here and Sarah Michelle (laughs) Gellar, and they're like, we're going to remake this and then, you know, skew it towards Americans. That was a movie and a lot of people like that. And then for no reason at all, like, fucking... None whatsoever. 16 years later or whatever, like, they're like, let's just fucking redo it again, but then erase all that shit and just make it, like, name-only type of thing and just, like ruin the whole fucking culture and uh, fanfare behind what anybody liked about this movie. So So we kind of can tell how Elliot liked this movie. So this this movie starts out an American real estate agent is in Japan enters this cursed house which we talked about in the other previous movies and they just kind of like literally have it in the background for three seconds of this movie and by the way i don't feel right about this house maybe it's a juan house i'm gonna fly back to america guess what she's got juan all over her oh it's all over me and so she's cursed and hijinks to sue at her house and now her house is the cursed juan house in America, because that's it's America, and we need to be in America, even though this movie is filmed in Canada, and what? seems like an Italian film, and 
then hijinks ensue from there and then the movie does an amazing job I'm being fucking sarcastic <laughs> don't tell <laughs> no, shh, don't tell anybody else in the podcast <laughs> I'm totally gonna make fun of this movie and so fuck fuck face oh which is pesky yeah Nicholas Pesky Nicholas Pesky who we've talked about on this podcast Pache. before it's Pache Pache Pache's his way through this movie like I'm gonna Tarantino it but I'm gonna tell like three or four different stories in but, this movie like, not in a good way not in a fucking not in a good way that makes sense at all he jumps around in timeline so fucking many times of like so okay so she went back to his Jew she made her house a Jew on house because she had Jew on on her shoe and then so like Mr. obviously Mr. Glover her family stick dies. to the facts her, her family we'll leave the opinion this is what's in the fucking movie this is I haven't even gotten my thoughts on the movie I haven't even stick talked to about facts. it you touch this house the house touches you you get cursed she turns her house into a cursed house because movie and then <laughs> <laughs> so it's a couple that moves in lives in there and they're fine for a while and but it's a haunted house but then something happens to them because movie and then a related death causes these fucking detectives to investigate it and then they go in a house because movie and then the survivor girls gotta fucking fight the fucking shit because movie and it's spoiler alerts <laughs> it sucks uh no <laughs> give it some air first very, it's man <laughs> that's just the synopsis we'll get into what I think about it but I just want to hear what Hunter thinks about it go Hunter oh shit dude that, first off that was a beautiful, uh, beautiful the plot of a man. movie man <laughs> do you believe that shit <laughs> Can you believe that? Can you believe that fucking shit? That shit actually happened. <laughs> oh, oh, I paid five sixteen for that. I was there. Uh, you're not far off. Uh, <laughs> you mean by not far off? It means spot fucking on. You're welcome. God, I got my grudge rage. So Gee, you're fucking on fire right now. Like literally, you're like a ghostwriter. What's up? I'm heating this room right now. Yeah, I know it's that it's hot. shitty PBS show with the little ghost that writes. <laughs> Yeah, right. Remember that? Yeah, Isn't right. that Wishbone? Oh, that's the dog. Um, Ghostwriter. So basically, this movie jumps around a shitload, and it kind of reminds me of like... like Other not good movies. Yeah, like honestly other not good movies ones that jump around and like go from time to time besides a quentin tarantino movie there's it's it's like one of those 90s noir you know what it is it's like the exact same plot as one of the newer hellraisers it's like hellraiser judgment but it also reminds me of like any 90s movie that's like trying to rip off silence of the lambs and honestly this movie it, it feels like it was trying to pretend that the 2004 grudge never happened. And it's like Nicholas uh, saying, like, I fucking hate that movie. Here's how the movie should have been in 2004. Because the style overall is that same gritty, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake, like, style. Like, everything's bleak. Everything's dark. Everything's, like, there's no highlights in anything. It's all just shadowed, which, honestly, it's one of the only things I like about the film. That and all of the actual, like, creepy parts, all the scary parts, they're pretty fucking effective. They're just not enough to say this movie. Because the plot is, is literally the plot of a straight VOD film. Yeah. I can tell you what I did like about this movie was three of the main characters... Yeah. I thought did oh, a yeah, really good job. Three of them. Well, which ones were the main characters? Please tell me. I don't remember. Because <laughs> I, I don't know. If you're going to go around thinking like all the good 
the actors two- in this movie were secondary characters. Yeah, I agree. John Cho, fucking Lin Shay was the best actor. She did really well, but I like <laughs> the two cops. Oh, I don't. And Lin Shay's husband. Oh, Lin Shay's husband's pretty good, but he was only in it for like two seconds. He was just really good where it started off with him... I don't care if you're... If, you can't spoil rotten shit. So, um... <laughs> it's already... It spoiled itself. Spoiler. <laughs> where he hires the lady to help him, the fucking lady of death or whatever the fuck they call her. Yeah. Assisted suicide person. Oh, she's in everything, but I yeah. don't remember what. Silver Linings Playbook. <laughs> of course uh, It fucking That's full circle every time. I'll bring it back to Silver Linings every time. <laughs> but how he was <laughs> like, you know, separation. she's suffering, help her end her life, and then the uh, lady's like, uh, she's fucking crazy. She doesn't have her wits about her enough to be able to make that decision. And he's like, yeah, but so what? fucking killer (laughs) and then when he they talk about the house and he's just like yeah we know it's fucked up but we got a good deal on it fucking awesome and the grittiness of the main cop throughout the whole movie that he's just fucking chain smoking the whole time hey fucking shit happens there's fucking ghosts and stuff yeah that main cop is barely in the movie no he's not He's in, like, every scene. No, he is 100% not. In fact, I would go so far to say that the main, you know, female cop is barely in the movie, too. Nah, she's in that nah, shit. Nah, she's, she's not. She's main character. She's, she's, can you, I can't tell. Are you guys I just, can't tell. I can't tell. You tell me. Okay, okay, fucking... They had really good jump scares. The jump scares were very effective, what but like, you're right, there wasn't enough of them. It needed something else to save the movie. I will say, though, like, it wasn't like other modern horror films where that gives you a lot of time to breathe. Like, every five minutes, something creepy would happen, which I did like. There'd be, like, something like you'd see somebody in the window or whatever, and they're all creepy. They, They all are very effective. Really, this movie could have been great if it had a better script. If it was a better movie. Yeah, we keep going back to that. Like, movies would be better if they were better. But no, this I, one... I'm going to go out on a limb here. Go out. I'm I'll, way I'll, out on the limb here. I actually enjoyed this movie more than the Sarah Michelle Gellar remake. Okay. I could have seen that. I forgot what it was like, so... The other one, like, as bad as we say this one is, that much worse was the other one. Right? I, mean, I remember people either to loved me. it or hated it. Oh, it was garbage just, but I, I remember watching it but like steaming pile of it that was back like whenever you you know you'd watch things on cable at like two in the morning you really wouldn't watch them you know you'd, they'd just be on that yeah so i don't remember that's what that movie was it's just fucking background noise yeah those movies that plays on showtime like uh when they have you know a two-hour filler block so i mean i wouldn't say this is what i wanted to start this year off with <laughs> Uh, but like literally two days into the fucking new year. I don't days. think it's as bad as everyone makes it out to be. I, that's what I was going to get to that too, because as much as we're dogging on this movie and Elliot, like I haven't even gotten my opinion yet. I know you just don't get me, one in. You don't even get let, one let in. Me got yours in the fucking description. You no, know, yeah. that was just a snap. You, he's like, Oh no, I'm fucking yeah, talking. You now. guys let me know when it's my turn. Cause I got it. Yeah. You ain't getting no turn. The fuck I'm not. <laughs> No, but to your point, this movie's rated like a fucking 17 on IMDb and fucking Rotten Tomatoes right now. This movie's not a 17. Like, there's some, there's, there's enough goodness in there to elevate it. Would I say that it's like a 5? Eh, that's a stretch. I, I'd honestly say it's like a 4? 4, 4.5? No, I would say it's a 5. You would say it's a 5? I think so. 
I, I really there's did. enough there to the movie is not fucking walk out of the theater bad no. it's sit through it and be like eh you know honestly and the flaws of the movie come out later I feel they like they kind of do because I, if y'all recall like I was texting on the theater because I went and there's nobody in there perfect <laughs> yeah and, and so I went in there and I was just like texting y'all and I'm just like okay this movie's pretty fucking good so far yeah like I mean, the first he, 10 minutes of it he are like, tries are to like, redeem the movie you know like I said, like we talked about, it's jumping back and forth through time. And towards the end of the movie, he tries to put it all together, give you a linear explanation, and show you what you saw and how it fits into the story into a, a neat timeline. That wasn't necessary. He should have just not gone back and forth. If it would have been, you know, it's like he starts off at one point, keeps jumping back and forth. He could have just established the story and then continued it going forward instead of jumping back and forth. That would have made the movie a hundred times better. Yeah, I, I think that he thought, like, if he told it linearly, then it would not be as interesting. And then I, th- I think he thought, like, oh, yeah, we'll jump back and forth. It'll make it, it'll be disorienting. Oh, my God. You know, that's that was a bad idea. That was a really was, bad idea. It was a fucking swing and a miss on that one. Yeah. And also, like, the thing that really could have saved it is... More violence. Yeah, it was a lot of it. it was ju- Do y'all remember that scene where she's going, like, Resident Evil style with her fucking gun and flashlight, first person, and, like, you're trying to wait for whatever is supposed to come out. She turns around, and then, boom, there's motherfucking Flyman. Uh, dude, that was the shit. Like, that had me tense. It looked visually like really cool if there was more shit like that even like more dread building like stuff like that i'd I'd fucking dig it but the ending though the whole tail end of the ending of the movie super abrupt like you you usually can tell like when there's like super abrupt this whole movie was a giant fucking tease blue balls fucking movie it didn't make sense it like got you going and then it just Fucking never mind. Just let me know when to talk. I got it. <laughs> let me know when to talk. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot's like sweating right now. <sighs> oh. Oh. oh, mama. <sighs> Do you think this could have all been bad editing? It really could have been bad editing. Yeah. I felt through a lot of fingers, but go on, Hunter. <laughs> Throw me the ball. The, the fingers yeah. were gapped very widely. <laughs> <laughs> The only thing I'm hopeful for when it comes to Blu-ray release is there's an uncut version that's yeah. like completely redeeming. I'm, I'm looking for the uh, director's cut or the final cut. Truly what the director wanted. The original Japanese Joanne? Is this what you're looking for on DVD? Yeah. Eric's got that. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. All right. I do. Floodgates. Let's open them. It's my turn. <laughs> He's All like right. in pain. Man. <laughs> this movie, guys. Okay, I am gonna admit I did He's not see this. Foot up. I have not seen. I, I admit I did not see this movie. I did not. It was terrible. No, though. It was there. I saw the trailer. No, uh, I wouldn't give this movie my money. So I have not seen Juon. <laughs> so I apologize for that. I saw the Sarah Michelle Gellar movie. I have no recollection of it because it's completely unmemorable. I remember a, a couple of the Ghost Lady, and I want to touch on that because we didn't touch on that because we're burying the lead. What you know as the grudge, as that clicky lady and her kid are not in this film. They change the whole dynamic of making, yeah. like, 
the victims become like the future ghosts that are haunting and killing these people. Like if you went in there expecting to see the, the Japanese, you know, long hair, just kind of running around with the lady with the dead face, the white, and then like the clicks, like they, they take the clicks and like the, like the little, whatever it is, the cluckies, and they assign them to like these different ghosts, which appear as different forms. And it bothered me because this haunting, it, it didn't keep track of itself. I forgot how it worked. Yeah, I forgot how it worked. Like, the haunting was like, dude, am I, what, the, what the fuck are we? You know, the victims are coming back haunting. You have doppelgangers. You have possession. It's hurting you. It's stalking you. It's, it's you know, it's, you know, the little, they have, like, this little girl version of it, which is, it, are you the ring or are you the fucking Amityville Horror remake? Like, what are you? It, it, it didn't stay consistent, and it, it, and it gave different personalities to all these different ghosts, which are supposed to be this one collective um, grudge curse thing which is somehow is this, and it is attached to the house but it's outside the house but it's going to other houses but it's not it's not playing by its own rules which fucking really bothered me what I think like because I, I see your point but what I thought that was was that like everybody always thought it was the house it's not the house though People whatever that, it chooses to attach itself to like, I don't even think it attaches to the house. I, I think, it, coincidentally, people just kept dying in the fucking house or around the house. Oh, it's it's like... It, John Cho was never fucking uh, one of the ghosts, if you think about it. He was, like, possessed and... No, he wasn't. He was something. He killed his wife. He didn't kill his wife. Yeah. He went home with the scissors the and killed his wife. Like, it has these ghosts that are, like, killing you, but then it has a possession that's killing Like, it does not stay consistent. It does not make sense. And I, I wanted to see... More it has yours. a grudge. I wanted to see... It follows like an it follows type of way that it's tracking you. But I wanted to see like yeah, when you a gotta fuck route. the ghost. That's part of this one. Well they, they went like a different route with it because you a know a lot of ghost I, fucking I, this movie. I wanted to see the Japanese like black haired lady like going around like annihilating people and then like that's too on the nose, I understand that and like that's been done. It's but you know, this this is not a grudge movie. They should not this could have been anything. This this could have been like house on thirty second street or like some this did not need to be a grudge movie. And going to the actors I hated the cast. Andrea Risenborough, who played the like main detective, who her whole thing was like she has a kid, she's a single mother, just lost her husband. Shit, we don't even need to know. Shit, you don't care about. She's on meth for some reason. That's not talked about because she looks rough. I think they mentioned she that. She looks fucking <laughs> rough. Yeah, she has the worst haircut. I think they said something about like she was from Vice. It was like rough. And then her like new. Like, was he fucking Italian or French or whatever the fuck? Yeah, what was his accent? Like, he was uh, Mexican. Uh, Damien Boucher or whatever. Whatever the fuck. He did nothing in this movie. So the best actors in the movie were John Cho, as expected, Betty Gilpin from Glow on Netflix, and fucking a big waste of William Sadler as the unhinged crazy detective. Oh, yeah. Dude, his acting was actually fucking garbage. He, it's because they fucking put him in a garbage role in a garbage movie. But like John Cho, his writing was super and Betty should have been uh, Betty Gilpin and John Cho. They should have been the main characters. They sh- you, we didn't need a detective. Should have been there. Like oh, there's some bodies. We're just gonna like because this is a real world and we're detectives following up on all these dead people. That's all they needed to be. The fucking main chick did not need to be in there as a detective. It needed to be John Cho, Betty Gilpin, and their fucking family. They're the best actors. They're the only ones that held it together. Like uh, it was the only good thing, only redeemable thing in this movie. Was you're there. telling me? Let me tell you what made me like the main detective guy, the Hispanic. I think he was talking about the the other detective guy, right? All detectives suck in this movie. Okay, well, never mind. The best part about him that I really enjoyed. 
Did you notice that when she goes to his house, he's like watching, I think it's Jesus of Nazareth. He's got all this religious stuff that supposedly is his mother's. Yeah. He was like low-key affected by the whole situation. And he's the whole time he has this, just don't fucking get involved. Yeah. Just let it go. Just very nonchalant kind of, you know. He didn't step foot in the house. Exactly. He saw what it is, partner. Kind of acting like it didn't bother him. But it fucking does. All of a sudden, he's got all this religious stuff around him, trying to protect himself from it, lying to himself that it's not affecting him. That's what I really liked about him. Well, I... I'll give you that. But I just figured that he had all the religious stuff around, and then that maybe saved him. He didn't ruin the house, so he's not oh, affected true. by the yeah, grudge. Like he, but his character—he's barely in there, and like that's what the detective character should have been. Like he did play his part. You know, there's a lot of depth there, and like there's a lot to like bite into. You know, as opposed to the main character who who's yeah, I get it. You suck dick for meth. I don't care. True. John Cho, the real estate, it should have been focused around them. That would have been a much better thing. Yeah, I agree. Another thing I liked, um, these dead bodies that were in this movie. There was this car wreck victim who was supposed to be riding in her car, which looked pretty fucking gnarly and was like mossed out and mold, and which is, you know, parts of this were realistic. There was another dude who was all maggoty and all bloated and, and like Dang. black, and like that was pretty good. I enjoyed these dead bodies. I did not enjoy how these dead bodies that became th- dead bodies. That and how it affected the film. So, fucking spoilers, fuck it. All right. So, so the assisted suicide lady bites it by um, dying in the car. <laughs> okay. So, at the beginning of the, you know, the lady who comes back from Japan, she kills her family, kills herself because of this grudge thing. So, it's like a possession. But then, like, later on, people are getting killed by fucking ghosts and shit. And it doesn't make sense how she dies. She, like, crashes her car and then, like, something appears and, like, like murders her. That's what I, okay. So, like... Something appears, and it seems like the uh, the the father, uh, the flies and shit coming yeah. out of his mouth. Did you notice, like, right before the car actually collides with like the logs and the tree and whatever, it's just a random like explosion of blood and nothing else. Like, I was like, what the fuck? Why? Like, she didn't hit anything. So it's like before she even hits the tree, it's just like an explosion of blood. But you still see her, and she's like sitting there, just all normal, like screaming. Because it's fucking. It doesn't make any it's sense. A bad movie, but that could have honestly been an editing flaw. All right, does anybody remember how long they said that she was be sitting in there rotting the decomp? No, I didn't know. It's months. They say she's been like that for months. And so the detective, a couple of days go by, she checks out the house where she came from. Mm. And that's where she finds Lin Shay and her decomposing husband. That was awesome. So then they, they backtrack to show you how this concept comes to be. Lin Shay's like, no fingers, husband's dead. That is the best fucking thing ever if this if they find this body months later she goes back to the house a couple of days late you know a couple of days after that so that's like months and some days lynn shea is still in the kitchen doing the exact same thing she hasn't eaten she's bleeding how is she has been standing in that fucking kitchen for three to six months depending on what they fucking said are you talking about like when we first encounter her yeah yeah she died that was her deadness that was her deadness yeah because remember like she killed herself immediately afterwards like she went to a hospital after killing her husband and then she killed herself at that hospital. Yeah. You missed that part. Yeah. Did I miss that part? Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't matter anyway. It still sucks. I, I was in there. <laughs> like, hey, wait a minute. It's probably good now. <laughs> He's like, I guess I didn't connect that. She went to the hospital immediately after killing her husband or immediately after she found. No, no, no. She, her. after killing her husband, she immediately like got like put away. Well, who found her? Like somebody did. 
but not it wasn't pretty, the cop because it was years later. You got to think two thousand six or something like that. If, <laughs> if that's how you go to the bathroom, if I'm having trouble keeping track of me, but I'm pretty sure what happened was they found that body. They went back to that house. She found the dead body and found Lin Shay. Lin Shay was taken to the hospital and then killed herself. Yeah. If that's the fact, then Lin Shay's been standing for three to six months bleeding, standing in the kitchen. Who the fuck picked up her husband and put in that chair? Unless, like, so. it was like. See, we shouldn't have to argue about the, Like, we shouldn't have to, like, to be discussing this. It should be, like, something that's pretty easily followed or known. But we are. So that's, that's not yeah, a good movie. I, it doesn't, like, this movie. Doesn't it wasn't sense. making sense to me, like especially the timeline. Doesn't I think, make sense at all. I think that dude, like yeah. Joe Pesci, got lost in like his own fucking jumping around timeline. Lost in the sauce, baby. There's a lot that there's a lot that didn't need to be in this movie, and they, they just tripped over themselves in this movie. Like it's a like straight to DVD movie, dude. It reminds me of the later Hellraisers because there was a few Hellraisers were, that were dude. different movies, yeah, and they were bought by the franchise, and they like literally slapped. A pinhead in there they just took a script that was like some other horror movie and then they like put a pinhead in there to make another there's one that- razor and this is what they did i think they this is a different movie this is not a grudge movie and they slapped a grudge this literally there. reminds me exactly of one of the more recent hellraiser movies it's the same exact plot like you got the grizzled detective you got all these like crime scenes that have to do with like the the, the you know the box was it and that, all that newest newest one it's uh from 2015 hellraiser judgment i think I think I, I think I think yeah, this I is that one. it's the guy with like the 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 scarred up face with the goggles like yeah, melted yeah, into yeah. His. so we're talking about the same movie it's the exact same plot as that movie. Well, there's a I don't know there's one that dude from uh, insurance commercials I know his he had one that was you know they admitted to like they just took another script and slapped another and then there's another one I forget that girl that's in Eight Legged Freaks but they already they like Hellraiser admitted that they were just like collecting scripts and like throwing Pinhead in there for franchise did any of y'all notice the desperation to be compared to Silence of the Lambs in this movie no so like like the main like character seems like she was inspired by Starling and then the detective who gets like he does step in the house and he's like stalking Lin Shay and her family after he like shoots himself he looks like one of the guys who gets his face eaten off by Hannibal Lecter. No, I yeah, didn't make any of that. It's, uh, it's there. Well, but, uh, I believe it. This movie, this movie is not good. Yeah. I mean, so what about the VCRs though? You had to be with the BC, VCR. Oh yeah. Like I had a, like it's 2006 and then like, she's got like this like push like button TV with like a VCR on top of it. And a, like a lot of this movie, like the decade was off for me. Like you guys are saying like Best Buy, like people still had these movies, yeah. but yeah. it's 2006 in this movie, yeah. you know, two years later it was mandatory digital TV, you know, like. She just moved so to this house. Still did it. Still though, like it just seems. Still stay, and then, sold like, a lot of. And they're uh, old people. They're seventy-year-old people. Like of course. No, they have the, no. VCRs. The main character, the detective girl. Like a lot of the cars were like the old boxier ones, and for some reason, like I th- it might have been like yeah, going back to what you say, like uh, like an artistic choice to make everything like grim and dirty. Like all the cars were like these boxy cars that were like very poorly like aged and rusted up, and all had they all had like spots and they all had like imperfections. I mean, I I appreciate like yeah the the nasty yellow lighting. But like it's disgusting. The, like there was it was it was purpose that like paint was peeling and like wood was chipped and like cars were like rusted out, and it, to an extent you know yeah it creates an environment and then the other ones you're like well I'm noticing it in not a good way. Probably the only other thing that I liked about this film was the final shot before the credits of a, a quiet suburban house 
with ambient noise and then like a, a fucking long ass shot on it. I enjoyed that the most out of the entire movie. Of just a fucking uh, wow, because they literally just ripped out of every. I'll sit there and wait for like an Avengers type fucking situation oh. afterwards. I, my parents made us yeah. do that since, <laughs> since I was like fucking kids. They like, always waited till after the credits yeah. for an after the credit scene. But like, oh, I, I just like search on like af, You can Google it. Yeah, <laughs> I've done that before. But like the movie theater, Twice. like. As soon as the credits started rolling, they turned the lights off and the screen shrunk and then like fucking like people came in and started cleaning. Yeah. Like no one give a fuck. But <laughs> they're like flipping off the movie as they're like yeah, cleaning up the popcorn. Fuck, you guys, you pay money for this? <laughs> you, oh, bro. Oh, hey, go back to bro. the front. Jimmy will get you a refund, okay? Bro, right. bro, bro. <laughs> but yeah, like that's like that was, yeah, that, that shot's been done. But it, it was my favorite shot of the movie. It was just a, well, after a very, very stupid and predictable ending. So bad. You know, something horrible happens inside of a suburban house, and then you have a a long-ass shot of it with just ambient nature and no music. I enjoyed that most of this movie. But this movie, just I I, want to go back and watch over to see just how bad it trips over itself, because I'm pretty fucking sure, like, there's some, like, unaccounted fucking times, dude. Like, I'm pretty, that lay shit, lay shit, I'm pretty sure that's, like, way off. Like, however long that that corpse is riding in that fucking crash car, like... These are the things that Elliot gets hung up on. Yeah. It's the very us moment. Oh, yeah. Where no, if, if, no, if, if, no. If, if you can't get around, like, just the practicality of that shit, I'm lost. But I'm pretty sure there was, like... She should have been dead from just starvation and bleeding out. But fuck me, right? Let's stop talking about this movie. <laughs> yeah, let's end this podcast. Let's end this it's fucking four-hour podcast so far. No shit. Like... I'm done talking about this movie. Like, I really hope this isn't an indicator of what this year is going to be like for horror. Like, I was reserved. I don't think I was, like, ripping into this movie like I usually do. I have some no, valid fucking arguments. No, you aren't, and I'm actually surprised. Yeah, I have some valid fucking arguments. I'm not just like, this is dumb for being dumb, but, like, this movie, I like. I wanted to like the movie, like, you, because you were in the theater. We went to the theater, like, 15 oh, minutes apart. Yeah. Like, dumbass. And then when you got in there, when I, you, you were, like, probably 10, 15 minutes in when my movie was done, and I was thinking, like, no, like, Elliot. Because you were like, I kind of did this movie so far, so, like, I'm kind of I'm, I'm hopeful. So I'm sitting there, and as soon as they have the scene, but then they have, like, this bullshit, like, like where it explains what the fuck a Juon is and yeah. grudge. Like I was like, oh, this is already fucking weak sauce. This well, I saw bad. it and I was just like, all right, we're gonna ignore that. I was like, okay, that's fucking bad. And then I was like, okay, I see, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. I'm biting, I'm biting, I'm biting. And it's like, you're fucking up. You're fucking up your own fucking show. Like, I don't think this movie knew what it wanted. It tripped over its it fucking did self. It, it, it did not know what it was trying. Oh, to Oh, don't get me started on the fucking score fucking hated the score i forgot what the score was like there's a lot of lot of fucking bullshit music video in this directing and like the score i forgot the name of the like the the dipshit brothers i think is what i call them yeah that, what the score is done by like the something brothers like they think they're like uh, uh, the, the chemical brothers, brothers. the fucking newton brothers oh i thought yeah. you said mutant brothers I'm the newton but like the they there it was either like forgetful like dark and ominous boom boom or it was just like too, way too fucking chipper. And then like the last song was, you know, uh, like a real song made for the movie. The, the you know the Newton Brothers featuring some lady singing. It, it was bad, dude. It just fucking. It did not fit the tone of the movie. It did not fit in anywhere. It's like when they play Mudvayne at the end of like those like two thousands like horror movies. Yeah. 
Where it's like, oh, Derek. Oh, this is Schmud Shovel. They're awesome. But, uh, did, you, did you say Schmud Shovel? I don't know. Dude. I don't fucking know your band. Fucking Mushmouth. Like, when Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 came out, it's a total like orchestral score, and it's amazing. But then they put out a soundtrack album that was just new metal. None of it has anything oh, yeah. to do with the movie. None of it was in the movie. Classic. Fuck. Fucking. Anyways. Never gonna die. But this soundtrack in here is just fucking goofballs too, dude. Like, I feel real bad for the director. This is goofballs. The whole movie is is chipping over itself. Doesn't remember how anything works. It's like, did the ghost kill you or do you kill yourself or are you possessed and then you kill somebody and then you're condemned? Like, it doesn't fucking. The the little girl, you know, because these ghosts are like, like, because the dad ghost is just like, I'm a dad with CGI flies and, you know, scary thing. But then the girls all got like, she's ominous. She's like a fucking thing. She's behaving different ways. She's alive. She's dead. She's waving. She's cocky. She's fucking. What are you? Like, what is your character? What, yeah, dude, what? like, just fucking get the grudge girl that everybody fucking knows and make her look a little different and then fuck her, have her just, like, track down some fucking people for I kinda, America for fucking I kind of feel like the part that did work for this movie was not having the original, like, grudge. I know. I know that was an active choice, and I know, like, a lot of people, like, that's probably, like, we're doing a grudge. Do not put her in there. I know that was the thing, but that's the coolest thing about the grudge. <laughs> I mean, the ring girl and the grudge, did they have, like, that fight movie? Like... That probably, yeah, that, that was they probably. Really? Yeah, they, yeah. They showed like. Was, it, was it a Japanese movie? I don't huh? fucking know. Was it a Japanese movie or? Yeah, it's on Shutter. It's like what? Sudoku versus something. It's it's probably oh, shit. It's probably Is way it better than this bullshit. It's gotta be. Know. It's fucking gotta be, dude. When two ghosts are fighting, the ghost, a fucking ghost fight movie, dude. Ghost fight. All right, that's it. Cult of horror. All right, that's it. Ah, Two ghosts enter. Cult of horror. One ghost leaves. I'm Elliot. That's Hunter. That's Eric. No, we no, are no, cult no, of no, horror. No, 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 Get no, the no, fuck no. in your dick. <laughs> All right. So what do we got going on? Nothing. Nothing. Follow us at fucking cult of horror. What was it? Uh, cult of Horror Podcast on Instagram. That's probably where we're going to have most activity. Also follow us on Cult of Horror on Facebook. Follow our YouTube channel. Which is probably called a horror. Yeah, um, we're on. Uh, what are we on? We're on Splitcher. We're on Spotify. Spotify. We're uh, on everything. Apple Just podcast. Fucking, yeah, fucking s- Google it. Uh, Snapple podcasts. Uh, All right. The, fuck this. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the, Keep the, my the, voice yeah. saying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you fucking jack. Drink the Kool Aid. Hey, drink the Kool Aid, bitches. <laughs>